0: And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony,
1: fake. You are fake news. Oh, and you and I, uh, we are fake news. Oh, And it man. sucks that we're starting
2: this episode yeah. with a retraction. Well, I feel that uh, this is going to be such a good episode, we have to walk through purgatory mm-hmm. and apologize before we move forward. We
1: saw, this is, we've got Dave Sparks, Heavy D from Diesel Brothers. Uh-huh. And yet, we have to start to show the show. with But I don't even know what this retraction is. You, you're apologizing to a guy who blew us up on email? No, no, or no, 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 no,
2: no, 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 not, not at all. Uh, so essentially, I caught it when we edited the show last week. And I went, oh, man, I got that wrong. And then I'm like, nah, nobody will catch that. Well, the Ben Porter caught it. So I told Ben on DM that I was going to apologize, and uh, for us, I think it was both of us. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the new Escalade, and yeah. you had the diesel s- Escalade. Well, yeah, just the new Escalade okay. in general. And you had said, "What's the long one? It's the EXT, right?" And I agreed with you. Yeah. No, it's the ESV. The EXT was the avalanche version. Oh. So we got that wrong. Well, that's not a big. No, it's not horrible. It's not horrible. But I mean, it's still, I still want to be correct on the show. Sure. We, I mean, we, it's we. not as big as me calling the new 7.3 a, uh, you know, overhead cam motor. Right. That was pretty stupid of me. I mean it again not not horrible, not egregious, but not great either if we're going to be truck experts.
1: <laughs> Did we ever claim to be truck experts? I guess you kind of uh, saw I think yeah, I think it says that we
2: are in our descriptions actually. Does it? I
1: think so. It says that we're truck experts. No, it says
2: I am. It says long-time uh, truck expert oh, I does it really? <laughs> I think it actually maybe says we should that. change that um, to truck
1: enthusiast. Yeah, long-time truck enthusiast. <laughs> uh, that's probably good. Ah. Man all right. Well, I'm I'm pumped. I we have wanted to get Dave on for so freaking long. I know, and I think you'll be surprised at the reason we're having Dave on. But we're we're going to get to that in a all second. Right. Well,
2: well, let's let's get through all the uh, all the business side of things, right? Uh, we have to thank our sponsor, Nissan. Yes. Super awesome. By the way, did you see what was outside in the parking lot? Yeah, Two of them. I know. Two of them. Twi- two Nissan Titans. Uh 2020 Titan and a 2020 Titan XD right outside this window right now. Here. And don't worry, you are going to get a chance to drive at least one of them because we I have them here even, for a couple weeks. I don't even believe you. Okay. Well, then you're not going to. I mean, I to. want to. No, you're not going to. You know where you, you can drive. You just cut one. me off just like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can go down to your local Nissan dealer and go for a test drive. Yes. Uh, and if you don't know where your Nissan dealer happens to be, check out NissanUSA.com. But you'll definitely want to check out the new 2020 Titan and Titan XD. Now, these have the zero gravity seats that almost like levitate Mike Keister. Oh, uh, right? yes. And the uh, nine inch command center. Now, the screen looks bigger than that. Well, I think it's because... Is it this deceiving
1: one, because the consoles are... That, looks, yeah, that they, screen I,
2: looks massive. Yeah. No, it's up high. I think it's, uh you know, because it's in uh, landscape mode instead of portrait mode. Right. It looks a lot bigger. But, man, is that thing awesome to use. Hmm. And those trucks have uh, all the Nissan safety stuff now, adaptive cruise control. Like you said, zero gravity seats, Fender audio. I mean, so much going on. Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. So, anyway... We're gonna get you uh, some seat time here in the next couple mm. of weeks, and then I want I you to wanna, report back. What I you just want to
1: hear that uh, endurance V8. Dude, Ooh. the thing is that five six. You mean with that four hundred horsepower and four hundred thirteen pound feet of torque? Yes, that one. I don't know what secret sauce they use in the exhaust, but there are no other trucks on the planet that sound
2: like the Nissan Titan. Well, it's nice because it's quiet when you want it to be quiet, and it sounds like a rip roaring dual overhead cam. Yes, I checked my facts. Yeah. V8. It doesn't Oh But. Check it out. Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. So go on to uh, nissanusa.com if you're interested in finding out more about the new Titan and Titan XD. And also our friends over at Deck who make an awesome storage solution for the back of your truck or van. Dual sliding drawers on Texas ball bearings, which can hold 2,000 pounds of gear on top of it. Well, in the case of a Nissan Titan XD, like that shiny blue one out front there, Mm -hmm. uh, that means that you could put your deck system in. Put two thousand pounds on top of it and still carry four hundred and seventy pounds in the drawers. Wait a minute, so we could have a two thousand pound like side by side or something. Sure.
1: And then you and I in the in, e- in each of the drawers. <laughs> oh, in the drawers. Yeah, not in the side by side in, the, no, in, the, in drawers. the drawers. So are we sleeping in the drawers? Kind of like uh, sleeping bags? Is that what we're going? Uh,
2: only if it's raining. All right. And okay. cold.
1: I don't think we could fit
2: in the drawers. <laughs> no. They are big drawers. They are, they're not that big.
1: No. Do you think that you and I overloading the payload like that would set a check engine light?
2: Uh, I don't know if it would set a check engine light, but if it did, you could use your Innova OBD2 nice. scanner. Nice tie. You in. like that, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That was buttery smooth like the Texas, like ball, the Texas ball bearings. bearings in yeah, the tech exactly. that, you would uh, slide that in, you mm-hmm. would plug it into your OBD2 uh, port, and it would say you are d- both portly. And then you can clear the code by getting out of the deck. We don't need
1: Innova to tell us that we're poorly. (laughs) (laughs) All
2: right. Well, for everybody else who has a check engine light need, head over to uh, Innova.com for their awesome OBD2 tools with their uh, Repair Solutions 2 app, free from the Apple app or Google Play stores, and get uh, not only what the code is, clear the code, but figure out how other people fix the problem. It's like having a mechanic in your pocket. Uh,
1: but that would be really uncomfortable having a mechanic in your pocket. You Wh- understand Which that, is right?
2: why they're inside an app on your phone.
1: They have an entire selection of Pro Tools that your mechanic would use, down to a simple dongle that you would plug into your OBD2 port, as you described, and just pull it up on your phone. It's really, really a a, a nice suite of tools that they offer. Uh, it's low as like 100 bucks, I think.
2: Awesome. So uh, head over to Innova.com. i n n o v acom That was just hey, weird. Hey, also, before we get too far into the show, we have to remind people March 7th and 8th, the 2024 four-wheeler adventure expo in costa mesa california that's a mouthful we will be there handing out stickers t-shirts and doing the podcast live we're probably gonna unload the shirts on your uh, in your in your garage yeah we're gonna take them down there so uh, head over to uh, why would you whisper everyone wheel- you know, they can hear you okay yes even if i whisper yes oh all right well go to four com. go to the events page <laughs> scroll down to adventure expo and uh it's gonna be pretty awesome there's gonna be uh Exhibitors, celebrities, education workshops, adventure rigs on display, ooh, craft beers, that's why you're going, mm-hmm. demos, and more. Massive craft beers. Uh, our friends over at Icon are uh, are presenting the Adventure Theater, which is a adventure and off-road film series that will be going on during the week. There'll be over 150 camping, off-road, outdoor, and active lifestyle vendors out there, adventure rigs and motorcycles, rock climbing wall, craft beer, live music, mountain bike and e-bike demos. Oh, so much stuff. Uh, advanced day pass, only 15 bucks, Available through Friday, March 6th. And then Dave's show, 20 bucks. Weekend pass, $30 online and on-site. And uh, if you get your vehicle in the show, you can camp there. Nice. Which is pretty cool. So can they? what do they Google again? Uh, just head over to fourwheeler.com, to the events tab, and go down to uh, Four Wheeler Adventure Expo. And then all the uh, registration information will come up from there. And we will see you there. Can we jump into the show? I want to talk to Dave. Let's do it! The Truck
1: Show.
3: with
1: the truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman so holman are you familiar with uh, Discovery Channel. I am not. Okay. It's this network that has all these really cool shows. Uh. uh what no. about, like, Gold Rush? And yeah. uh, they dig gold out of the ground. Okay. They rent big tractors and stuff. Yeah. Then they've got another show called Diesel Brothers. Heard of that?
2: Um, not familiar actually you're the worst actor ever oh wait am i what am i what's the right answer i know
1: i i actually set you up i figured that you would be like oh let's play the role at all i don't know what you're talking about the point is Uh uh-huh we got freaking dave sparks stand by
2: wait wait the heavy d dave sparks i feel so embarrassed for just like this is our first time having him on i know dude we've been doing this for over 100 and something episodes with this 109 and he's like the truck guy and you and i have both crossed paths with him in multiple times Mm. And we've talked to him and multiple times. He said, Yeah, I'll do the show. And then we never followed up. What's wrong with us? Yeah, a little embarrassing that we're finally just having him on. Well, I think the real embarrassing thing is the reason we're having him on, it's not what you would expect. No. It's a hydrogen powered truck. What? Dial up, Dave. All right.
1: Hello, hello. Hey Jay. How you doing? Mr. Dave Sparks, how you doing? Lightning Home and Truck Show Podcast. What's going on, brother? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Fantastic. Hey, before we jump into uh, your interview, we've got to play a quick intro. Don't move. Here we go. Truck famous. Hero. Star. VIP. Ace. Big weight Hot shot. Truck famous. Big shot. Big deal. Big gun. Big cheese. Heavyweight. Superstar. Truck famous. That's what you are. See cuz you're, you're truck famous there
2: Dave. Hey Dave, you should uh, <laughs> you should take pride in the fact that we broke that intro in on you my friend.
4: Listen, did I just hear big wig superstar truck famous? You did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry Man, about You that. guys really know how to make a guy feel
2: special. <laughs> yeah. Well, I figured you know what we talked at, at Sema at the Motor Trend party like a year and a half ago about you guys coming on the uh, on the podcast and you know then Jay obviously has been working with you on uh, on on the Brodozer. I'm like, when are we getting Dave on? And so then finally today, we both looked at each other and we're like, we should probably do it now. <laughs> and we're like, but why did it take hydrogen, hydrogen yeah, to, right? to get us to talk like, to freaking Dave Sparks? Out of all the things that we could talk to Dave about, it's hydrogen that got us to look at each other and go, oh, today, maybe today. Big
1: trucks, diesel, like his his dream
2: home, aviation. We have a lot of Way things. Way hotter here. family than we have. Oh, I yeah. mean, <laughs> today, beautiful people are in his lives. Us two, really ugly dudes. We how does ugly dude like Dave get all those riches? I don't know. That's I guess
1: that's where we need to start. Dave, is what happened? How did you did you hit the lottery, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow? What happened? Because let's be honest, you look just like us.
2: Maybe longer beard hair though.
1: <laughs> well, listen,
4: I, I that is I want to say thank you, and I also want to say uh, like you at the same time. <laughs> I, just, I just I'm good with it. That's that's uh that's how most my relationships are. Listen, I am. I am very, very lucky. like uh, i' I married way out of my league. My kids are way, way too good for me. My business has been way more successful than I deserve. and uh, you know, I chalk it up to karma, a lot of things, and I also, you know, I gotta thank God for all my blessings i've been I've been overly blessed in a lot of ways, and it just you know i I happen to be a guy who is always in the right place at the right time. that's a, that's the way a lot of people view my business and what I do. Um, and that's simply because they see the good side of it, right? A lot of people don't see all the hard times and all the that you go through and and all the stuff you have to put up with to be able to benefit from the good from the good times from all these blessings. But ultimately I've got a lot of cool stuff going on in my life. I we're building a new house. Well I've got I think I posted on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve my list of goals for 2020. And you know people look at it and they're like man that is a robust list. You've got a lot of ambition. And for me, uh, that list that I posted was really only a small portion of of what I'm trying to accomplish. Well, in that's fact, good that because
2: here at the beginning of February, you're already like seventy five percent of the way through it, right? <laughs> you, you're gonna be able to coast once you hit July. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Look, and that's yourself. why I
1: posted it. You know, I, I said
4: I didn't want to post anything that wasn't realistic because you know I'm in the public light a lot. People follow me; they 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 monitor what I do. Um, and a lot of people follow my example, which is people ask me all the time, they're like, hey, why, do you, why are you posting about donating money to charity? Or why are you posting about fixing this guy's truck? And ultimately, I could care less about the recognition. I'm actually kind of an introvert when it comes to being recognized socially. The reason why I post that stuff publicly is because of the ripple effect that it creates. When I do something good, people usually follow suit and do something good themselves. If I do something bad or I'm a bad example, it's the exact same thing. So... I have to be careful with what I do, you know, but <laughs> it's things that you never think about when you become uh, famous. Truck right? famous. Never, you never – yeah, exactly. <laughs> Truck famous and, and now hydrogen famous. Well, it seems, it seems to us
2: like you have gotten to a point where uh, – Maybe you have, in a way, matured with your fame and, and are making better decisions. I don't know that coming on our show is one of them, but, uh, <laughs> but we're hoping other people will follow you if, uh, if that rings true. <laughs>
1: well, somehow we got Discovery to sign on. You know yeah, what that's I mean? Like, weird, right? Yeah, yeah, it is weird. But Dave, you when you were doing like silly pranks and stuff back when you started, you know, Sparks Motors and doing all that, you, you didn't, and I know you're asked this question all the time, you didn't foresee this. You may have had a great ambition, but you didn't see this coming,
4: Right. No, you know, never in a million years did I expect to be famous. Never did I expect to have a TV show on Discovery Channel. I didn't see this stuff coming, guys. I really didn't. And it was never part of my plan. I never I never felt like I needed it. Now, I, I have always been somebody who people look up to in different ways, whether it be a leader in my church or my community or my business. I've always felt that responsibility. you got to realize when I'm doing, you know, stunts with trucks and goofy things that were put putting on YouTube, never in a million years would I have expected it to lead to this. Um but at the same time, I'm not surprised. I'm kind of the type of person, if I think about something, it only takes me five or ten minutes to think about it before I get it. Like I just I'm a big I'm a big believer in the power of, you know, manifestation, the power of positive thinking. The side of the side of the world that a lot of truck guys don't ever even get exposed to. And that's why I started the podcast and started talking about it. So here I am.
1: It sounds like, though, you have surrounded yourself by a really great group of support staff, you know, from your friends like Dave. And I mean, the people that work at Sparks, the people that are on the show, your producer, Eric, like all the people around you are solid.
4: Listen, I am worthless on my own. I'll be the first <laughs> to admit that, that I, I, I am not uh, uber talented. I am not an extremely whether it be attractive person or physically, you know, capable. I think
1: we established (laughs) that early on. Like
2: you guys said, I'm an average dude just like you guys. But But that's why you're endearing, right? I think that's why you're inspirational because the average guy looks at what you have going on and and sees themselves and says, you know, if if this guy can do it, I can do it too. And honestly, uh, back from when I was even editor-in-chief at Diesel Power Magazine, when what you, are you guys, name dropping there? Like, well, no, but I just stature dropping. <laughs> yeah, stature dropping. Um, no, but w- when I found out, we, we, you know, I had uh, a friend of ours in the industry, Mark Matthews, had pointed me to Sparks Motors and said, you know, you should work with the, these guys. And I was trying to figure out the business model, and I'm like, I don't understand what they're doing. Like, we want to do something, but honestly, watching you grow and and watching your um, career and all the things that you've done since then, which has probably been ten years, is freaking amazing dude well, his business model has now been carbon copied by a hundred youtubers that are all doing
1: <laughs> yeah what, sure and, and, and it it cannot work for all of them you know you no. can't have you can't sell merchandise to sign up to enter to win a cool truck and the guys are just chewing through lame trucks and they don't have the story behind them they don't have the storytelling abilities that the two daves do on the show and it just doesn't ring true and and i don't know It it's I, I'm I'm happy to see your success, but I'm also disappointed that so many guys are biting.
4: Yeah, uh, first of all, I got to say thank you, obviously, for you know the support and following me over the years. Uh, without guys like you and, and customers and everything like that, I, I, we obviously would be nowhere. So that's a big deal. You also mentioned Mark Matthews. Real yeah. question, real quick, before I get into that, where is Mark at now? I know he was a pro comp in Formula Parts. Where did he go? So, I haven't
2: seen him for probably two or three years, but I want to say he was in Vegas for a while working for Drake. And then he moved from there. So let me um, let me awesome. find that off. Yeah, me. Let, let me get know. Info. Yeah, he's obviously a good dude. He and I he used m- to work together back at his JBA days. So that's how long we go back. Really? Yeah.
4: Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, Mark and I. Mark was my first contact at um, Four World Parts. You know, he got me in touch with Greg Adler, and oh, yeah. then that relationship started. But now I'm Four World Parts top ambassador. Like, you know, when you talk about the growth of that company and what they're doing now versus what they were doing then i would have never expected to see them growing as fast as they are and i've got an excellent relationship with joey uh, joey d who's now the director of marketing and then the president of the company uh craig scanlon both really good buddies of mine and we've proven to do a lot of good for their company this year so it's been awesome but going to the giveaway point so in 2013 i had this huge following on social media i didn't know what to do with it Do we were growing by tens of thousands of followers every night on Facebook because nobody really knew what it was back then. So one of my followers said, Hey, you guys should give away a truck. I'd, I would enter to win that. And so I looked into the business model. And I said, that's a great idea. How do we do it? And I said, I'm going to run a raffle, you know, something like that. And I called my buddy, uh, rich, I get the Rockwell watches and I said, dude, how do I do a raffle? And he's like, well, first of all, it's illegal to do a raffle for, for profit. Like there's all these sorts of like regulations. And so he said, why don't you sell a product? And then, turned that into like you know basically a, a rewards program. So I got to give a lot of credit to Rich Eggett because, dude's a long time like good friend of mine and a mentor, and he basically is the one who gave me the idea to sell wristbands, which were these dumb cheap little rubber wristbands that we bought for twenty seven cents and sold for ten dollars. And we gave away our first truck. We we you know from April to August two thousand thirteen, we generated like four hundred and twenty five thousand dollars in revenue, which paid for the truck. Oh my god! Which is like like sixty grand paid for all of our product. And we made like 50 or 60 grand. So I was like, holy, shit, we are on to something.
1: But how and was that? How was Dave? How was that not a lottery though? Because you were charging people to only like at a, an official lottery is allowed to do that. So is that because you had free signups somewhere on the website?
4: Yeah. So when it comes to a sweepstakes, you have to be very careful. You have to, you know, if I were to sell a raffle ticket for $5 and say, hey, we're going to put everybody's name in a hat and give you a chance to win, that's illegal unless the money's going to charity. So what we did is I I contacted a sweepstakes company out of San Diego and I said, guys, how do we do this? And said, well, you need to offer a no purchase necessary clause. And technically people aren't really even buying a ticket. They're buying a piece of uh, apparel or merchandise from me and they're getting that merchandise in return for their money. But just like a credit card company would in return, we're also saying, Hey, you know what? Thanks for your purchase. We're going to attach you know, X amount of raffle tickets or, you know, sweepstakes tickets entries to your, to your purchase. So technically I could just do it by giving rewards points, like, you know, sweepstakes entries on top of purchases and be fine. But we had the no purchase necessary clause, which they can mail in a card, you know, get entered to win. And that basically covers us all the way across the board. And so we started doing that second giveaway, super excited. You know, we made a hundred grand, didn't know what we had. On the first one, second one, we run it, we lose like a hundred grand, and I'm like, Uh-oh, "Oh, geez. what's going on here? Danger, Will Robinson, because, right? Yeah, yeah, dude, you don't know. Like, we're just we're just buying trucks and and hoping that our you know our margin and our product is enough to be able to pay for the the prize and all the marketing. And we like I said, we lost money. And since then, we fine tuned the model, and it's a profitable business model. But I've seen other people try it, and I've seen people literally go bankrupt, and I've seen guys make a lot of money. So it's just a matter of like sharpening your pencil being smart about it and making sure that your margins are high enough and that your marketing budget isn't too out of control to be able to cover the prize cover the ad dollars that you spend on Facebook and stuff like that which obviously that stuff's gotten way more expensive over the years back way in the Facebook, Facebook had no idea they're like and, uh, and yeah, let's be I
2: honest know. If it was easy and you could make that much profit, everybody would be doing it. But but like most things, there's a nuance and there's a strategy in order to make it successful. Well, Dave
1: had the Heavy D school, and I think this was some of the things you were teaching, the ins and outs of this business, correct? Yeah, absolutely.
4: It's called Heavy Academy. And that was the main, the main model was to teach people, look, incentivized sales, sweepstakes models. Um, how do, you get re- how do you get registered? How do you get indemnified? W- what does it take to get a bond in Florida and New York? And why can't I do it in the, in the province of Quebec and Canada? And what's it take to do it in Mexico? Guys, I'm telling you, you're talking pages and pages and pages of regulation that you got to learn. And if you don't, all it takes is one person going to the attorney general and saying, hey, this company, I feel like they might have cheated me out of an entry on a, on a sweepstakes. Bam. They come in. They investigate you. You're done. Oh yeah! So it, it's it's you don't mess around
2: with it. Like you got to follow the rules to a T.
1: That would suck. Just one person, and it's all
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Over. <laughs> well, that's like the, yep. in the uh, radio days. If one person called, you know, the FCC and complained about something, that's all it would take to yeah start. And, oh, it, dude, we were so lawyered up though. Oh, CBS yeah, Radio sure. was so lawyered up. Well, it's up. like so here at Motor Trend Group, obviously is a as a offshoot of Discovery Channel or Discovery Communications, right? We're a JV. Uh, we used to do sweepstakes and giveaways and stuff and now it's like um so about that you know like like <laughs> yeah. there's actually a person at discovery that you have to contact that ma- vets all this stuff right like so i mean it's it's a big deal legally and making sure all your ducks are in a row so it's not easy
4: all i'm saying for anybody who's listening to this it's not a bad business model okay i would never tell you that it was a bad business model but i will tell you this it's not as easy as it looks and if you're going to do it please 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 go make it legit because if not not only are you going to hurt yourself but you're going to hurt the business for all of us because the attorney general will start paying more attention, and the customers. Once you screw one group of customers and they feel like, oh man, that company was a fake; they didn't even my prize. All of a sudden, all the other sweepstakes seem less legit, and that's good for my business because I am legit. But it's bad for anybody who's trying to get a start, and and bad for any new customers that I'm prospecting to because they heard about a bad giveaway. So guys, I'm telling you, I I watched a company right here in Salt Lake. In fact, a good friend of mine who used to be a good friend of mine who I had to fire um from my company in the early days he then sued me started a, a basically an identical company went to go give away a jeep and couldn't break even on the prize went and faked the whole prize giveaway gave it to a, a oh, friend of a friend oh, man took I'm telling you it was horrible so just be careful like make sure you when you go into this be fully prepared to potentially lose money and you know it's kind of a game of odds you got to be able to play this two or three or four times before you actually break even and start making money
1: now so, w- when you signed up with uh with discovery to do diesel brothers did they what was their feeling about the giveaway because that's a at the beginning of every show it's like yeah, that was part we, part of the uh yeah we drugs yeah. that's the magic of the show. The story we, arc yeah we, we give them away Dude, the whole
4: thing <laughs> discovery loves it but they only love it because I do it right if yeah. I and they trusted me they came in and they said okay you guys are cool. You guys give away trucks. Let's make a show about it. It wasn't until like season two when they were like, wait a minute, like, you don't just, you don't just give away trucks. You actually make people like purchase and this and that, like, cause we do it so subtly that, yeah. that like, I'll tell you one of the biggest issues with giving away trucks and the way we do it is the hundreds and thousands of emails and DMS that we get from people every day telling us their sob stories about why they should get a free truck. And I just, I just, it's so hard to go out and say, Yes, we give away trucks, but it's not, we don't just give, like, yeah. there's no business model in this world that makes sense for you to just give, 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 give. It, like, it's so hard. You have to make revenue.
2: Even at the magazines, we get all sorts of uh, readers who would send us emails all the time, and it would be like, Hey, this is a truck my dad and I worked on together. He just died of cancer, or my brother just got oh, killed in a, a DUI. Can you finish the truck for us? And I mean, they're I would tragic get tragic stories, right? Tragic. Like, I tragic. would get stuff like like. <laughs> do you say call overhauling? Like, no, <laughs> that's the
4: problem. I get like shows like up, though <laughs> shows like Diesel Brothers and shows like Overhaul and screwed it up for everybody. Yeah, else right. We're out there, bastards. It look like we give give stuff <laughs> give stuff away for free, and, and we do, but also like there's there's screens attached i guess is the best way to put it but always i don't know it, it's been a very successful business model for us i've been extremely you know fortunate um our company diesel Power Gear, um not related to any of the other entities as far as like diesel sellers or anything like that i think last year we did like 30 million in revenue for for a oh t-shirt my company gosh yeah i mean look i i can't complain about that that's great um, especially if, oh, they're <laughs> oh, happy. Thank you, thank they're you. Happy, yeah. thank you, thank you. <laughs> and, and that's for a guy who never anticipated being in the clothing and apparel business. Now, we have other businesses that do additional revenue, but the sweepstakes model is powerful, and, and that's why you guys will see a sweepstakes program attached to this new business that I just announced yesterday, which is the trucks, obviously, the, the, the electric trucks.
2: Fantastic. That dovetails right into the Badger. Can, can I randomly point out one fact before we pull the page over? Sure. I actually Here. had a friend of mine who, uh, his buddy, uh, he's a cop, won one of Dave's trucks. Really? Yes. Awesome. Like, awesome. I want to say it was, might have been four years ago. I, I think it was one of the big F650s, maybe gray, six-door giant thing, but he's in California. Oh, yeah,
4: yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, the guy won the Mega Ram yeah. Cool, oh, That's what, what it world.
2: was. So they called uh-huh. me, and he goes, hey, I have a question for you. Um, my friend just won this truck from Diesel Brothers, and uh, we don't know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yep, dude, that guy was awesome. In fact, he, with every sweepstakes we offer, we we offer the truck or a cash prize. And in situations like that, where a guy lives in California and he doesn't yeah. have anywhere to park a six door monster <laughs> truck, they, they take the cash prize. So I think he ended up taking like seventy five grand cash, and that that actually was done on the TV show. I think you'll see that one. I did see that brothers. one. Yeah.
1: And, and as a matter of fact, you were kind of relieved because you're like, I want to keep this damn thing, you know, because that was the <laughs> yeah, first dude, I, big truck. I
4: still have that truck and it's still oh, nice. back. And, and it's kind of been, uh, what would you call it <laughs> either in storage or in hiding? I don't know what you would want to call it, but he's been out back.
2: Hibernating.
3: Just
4: chilling. Yeah. Hibernating <laughs> while I've been focused on all these other business uh, that we've been growing. And, When we got sued as part of a clean air uh, lawsuit a few years ago, they named that truck and, you know, five or 10 others that we'd built as part of the lawsuit saying, you can't touch these trucks. You can't do anything with them because those are dirty trucks with dirty emissions controls and you guys deleted them. And so as part of that lawsuit, we also had to kind of park it and say, all right, let's get that thing over with and, you know, deal with it when we get there. But I do want to clarify for you guys on the, on the lawsuit, 2016, I'm flying to a business meeting in Phoenix. It's like July. And I get an email that says, "Hey, um, I didn't recognize who it was from. It just said FYI, wanted you guys to see this because the press release is going out today as well." And I was like, "What the hell?" Start reading into it. Sure enough, it's like a, you know, 300-page lawsuit from this group of doctors who really it's kind of bold to call them a group of doctors because it's called the Utah Physicians for a Healthy Environment, who yes, they're a group of doctors, but really it's a group of it's a very small group of people. Are they
1: active Were they activists?
2: They're podiatrists.
1: They're, they're, they're <laughs> chiropractors.
2: <laughs> no, I don't. Dude, I don't want. Are... I don't want to dime out any chiropractors out there, but
1: <laughs> dude, it it,
4: it so and, and I'll be very vocal about this because I mean the lawsuit is pretty much done, but they basically they go after anybody and everybody who they can sue for for potentially dirtying the air in the valley here in Salt Lake. So. Uh, to clear up some misconceptions. We were never sued by the EPA. We've always actually been in pretty good standing with the EPA. The EPA called me as soon as the show aired. They said, what the hell are you guys doing? We saw this, that, the other thing on the show. And I said, well, here's the facts. Like TV, everything's not exactly what you, as it seems. And that was the last phone call I ever had with them. They said, great, you're good. We're good. Everything's good. However, this group of doctors did come. They brought private action against us. which basically said. The law says that you know since they're a private group of citizens, they live in the same valley that we do, they were able to bring a lawsuit against us because we they were they were accusing us of of destroying the air quality in Salt Lake Valley. Flash forward a few years later, the lawsuit was dismissed two or three times because they filed it incorrectly. They saw all the stuff on social media and on the TV show. They thought we were like this company that that deleted thousands and thousands of trucks, you know all day every day. What it boiled down to was uh, right off the bat, I said, like, guys, Here's my books. Here's everything I've done. They found us guilty of deleting, I think, 15 vehicles. And we didn't even delete all 15 vehicles. I think we only deleted, like, actually in our shop, like, six or seven of those. But the Clean Air Act is written so, uh, I don't want to say poorly, but there's so much gray area in it that even if I bought a truck from the auction that had emissions controls removed that I didn't even touch. That I was passed through your me, shop. Oh, well, oh yeah. Yep. Yep. If you touched it, you are guilty. And yep. so – Hot potato. They Yeah, they got <laughs> they got me with the hot potato law and ultimately there was like fifteen or sixteen trucks that we that I admitted right off the bat. And I said, All right guys, here it is. Here's the, here's everything. Here's our books. You know, yes, we're sorry, fifteen trucks. We're gonna pay the treasury. And that wasn't enough for them because what they had, well they had kind of had a tiger by the tails, because every time this group went out and made a press release saying, Utah doctors sue Diesel Brothers, well guess what? that gets picked up everywhere. Like every press outlet in the entire country, as soon as they hear that a reality TV show or celebrity or high profile person is in hot water, what do they do? They pick it up and they make a story about it. And they make it a much, much bigger thing than it really is. So there's been five or 10 press releases that have gone out saying diesel brothers are, you know, in trouble with EPA. No, we're not. Diesel brothers are up against four to $5 million worth of Fines the clean air act no we're not you, are brothers like all these different things that a press you know any any news outlet could say okay let's look at this press release oh here's the very 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 worst case scenario under some weird obscure law bam let's talk about this so if you're looking at my business and you see the press releases just know that it's not real like yes we did get sued yes we did go to court yes we did pay fines and penalties and and there's probably still one more press release coming because even after multiple attempts to settle with these idiots, um, they wanted to ride it all the way out till a judgment because they wanted the judge to basically, you know, rule whatever he was going to order, and then they get another press release out of it. So it's very unethical, in my opinion, uh, the way they've gone about it is is not. Uh, let me just put it this way: <laughs> the penalties that we'll pay for hurting the environment will be maybe. Five or ten percent of what their attorney is trying to get paid, just for fighting this. So it it is totally totally a lawsuit about lawyers and attorneys' fees. And, and that's and it, that's a shame sad.
2: because in, in in America it's such a litigious society now. The lawyers really do make a lot of the money off these things, and in and, and the plaintiffs and and people who have you know actually have real grievances. Aren't the ones who make out at the end of the day? It's just like you see those class action lawsuits, and you're like, "Oh, so and so did this to you. You get five dollar off coupon for your next time you go back yep. and spend money with these people, right. or whatever, right?" So, and, and guess how much that attorney made on that? Law oh, lawsuit. for he sure, made yeah, he's, yeah, millions and millions. He, his kids are all going to uh, you know Ivy League schools, uh, you know, all paid, no problem.
1: Yeah, uh, so yeah. I, I'm really good friends with a, a guy, and his father would sue companies like Home Depot class action lawsuits, mm-hmm. and. I can't tell you how wealthy his father is and the people make pennies. But I'm glad you're clearing this up, Dave, because we weren't going to bring it up out of sensitivity, just out of respect for you come on the show to talk about it. But I'm thrilled that you did because working at banks, guys will accuse on social media, Instagram, wherever – that Gail Banks is responsible for the EPA shutting everyone down because Corey Willis, uh-huh, because, yeah, right. because Corey Willis yeah. from PBEI came out and spent a week with us, <laughs> and then he goes back and two weeks later announces he's not going to do Delete Tunes anymore. So Gail Banks must be, <laughs> right. be, be, be pulling the strings behind the scenes. It's So dumb. And, and there's, there's memes of Gail <laughs> yeah, and like e- evil PBI. Gail as
2: like as like the meddling kids and Scooby Doo, you know, oh, yeah, villain. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Gail Banks
4: is a legend. The man. Uh, Every bit of recognition and love, and and whatever people say about him, like as far as good, he deserves that times a hundred. Like I personally have always looked up to him, but when I started working with him on on a level where Gail and I text, I got to really see a side of him that was like, holy, shit, this is this is not only a, a really smart guy, but he's also a really good guy. And
2: does he, he text is- you at ten thirty at night like he does me? Dude, Gail texts me. <laughs> all hours. So, so we've told the story on the phone. Gail, Gail and I will have, be texting. I'll be laying in bed with my wife now watching th- this TV. This is Holman, by the way. It's not Lightning who uh, works for them because he texts me on Sunday mornings. He'll yeah. text
1: no. he'll, Holman on Saturday nights. He's oh, yeah. like, what are you so drinking? I know,
2: I know Gail for forever, and, <laughs> and he and I have a, a standing breakfast every other Tuesday morning, so we see each other all the time. Awesome. And we'll be texting and stuff, and my wife will be like, seriously, we're watching TV. Who are you texting with? And sometimes Uh, I'll be like, oh, my girlfriend or whatever. She'll be like, no, really, who is it? I'm like, seriously, it's Gail Banks."
1: (laughs) He's like, he's 77. What's he doing?
2: Why is he texting
4: you? (laughs) Dude, I would have never, like, if you met Gail and talked to him on the phone and interacted with him, you'd think the guy was, like, 35. The guy has so (laughs) much energy, so much ambition. But what I love most about Gail is... Is that he
2: sends emojis? (laughs) Yeah.
4: Gail sends sends emojis. And he also... Gail is legitimately somebody who cares about leaving a legacy, now, that's sure. a big deal because a lot of people are worried about making money right now. And what they're concerned about today, tomorrow, next week, and next year, Gail legitimately looks at things on a, he's a great businessman. I'll never take that away from him, but the dude is a legacy creator. Like the reason why he's creating this super turbo engine is because you know, it's something that he started a long time ago and he's going to finish it before he retires because, it's part of his legacy, and it's part of his making the world a better place by creating a more efficient engine. Do you agree, Jay? I feel no, like...
2: because he's not going to retire ever. <laughs> no, he's not going to have He has no
1: interest in retiring. But you know what? So i got to say, Dave, and I don't know that you know this. So Gail is very proud. People may not know. We don't talk about banks a lot on this show. So our listeners may not know that, that Gail is developing a supercharged twin-turbo engine based on a Duramax. Twin-turbo go...
2: supercharged engine, super turbo. Yes.
1: Yeah, so I said supercharged twin turbo to go in the Brodozer and your new mud truck. I don't know if we can talk about that yet. but
2: Yeah, yeah, we can okay. talk about
1: it. So he's looking to you to be a steward of that technology, of something yeah. he's been working on since like the early 90s. And he's really right. excited about you because you're a, you're well spoken. This is gonna sound like an insult, but you are smarter than sometimes you come across on the show because you're you're just being a dude on the show, right? Jay Tillis, accidental right. insulter. No, I know, I know, it's accidental <laughs> insult. But dude, I've I've gotten to know Dave not as well as Gail, but Dave is a really sharp guy, and I don't know that that I don't know how it comes across on TV because I think I know Dave a little bit better. I'm not his buddy, but we have to be we sharp. have to
4: be dumb on TV. We have to be we have to be. Very simple, and viewers only see five to ten percent of who we are and what our business really is. Which is why I'm really glad that Gail was able to see the side of me that does actually care about, you know, running a, a good business, being smart, being well-spoken, being a, a spokesperson for something that's as big and as as a, a, you know an amazing project as what we're doing with the Super Turbo. So the fact that Gail took a chance on me is very, very you know, uh, I don't say flattering, but it's very, very flattering to me. That's the awesome. best way to put it. Like, dude's great.
1: Let's get into Nicola. How, why, what? I mean, <laughs> so you knew, I had seen a video a couple, I don't know, a month or so ago when you were hanging out with Trevor Milton, who is the CEO of... Nicola, I don't know if he's pronouncing it that way. Nicola, Nicola Motor, and you were at his ranch or something, and I'm like, something's brewing here. And then I, and then I had to, go, I went online and I looked it up, and it, I, I recalled being out at the Sand Sports Expo in Orange County, and he had his side by sides, his electric side by sides, and a big cool uh, tractor trailer, Reagan whole thing, and I was learning about his hydrogen technology and battery technology and such, and then it all started to coalesce, but I didn't realize you were going to be the face. Of the new Badger truck. So, how did that come about? And and I reached out to him today because I'm going, we got to get him on the show. Oh, yeah. So, you don't notice, yeah. Dave, that we have Trevor on the show coming up. Yeah. So-
4: yeah, So I called Trevor right after you texted me and said, Hey, I'm going to be on the show. Do you want to join me? And he's like, Hey, they got a hold of me and I'm actually going to be on too. So, all right. I'll do an you, you do an episode. So, so JJ so Trevor's did his job and I did my
3: job, right? It. Yeah. I'm, yeah, no, I'm, yeah I'm.
4: <laughs> you guys did awesome. And in fact, we're actually a couple of guys that are really hard to get a hold of. So, the fact that you're able to get us both lined up it's it's awesome so hopefully your viewers can can or your listeners can appreciate that and really enjoy what we have to share because trevor is a very very smart guy and let me explain to you my relationship with trevor i met him well probably 12 years ago back when in fact before i met my wife we were in the single scene and we used to do these big uh, lake Powell trips together and um you know single people from all over the state of utah and some people from arizona and vegas uh we would go down to Lake Powell. We would rent five or six or ten houseboats, and all these, you know, like college-age kids would go down and, and have this huge party. So I met him um, on one of those trips. He, he brought a boat. I brought a boat. You know, we loaded them up with girls and went out, and, you know, we became buddies. And, and for those time, for, the, he, for those
1: who don't know it, Lake Powell is the most beautiful place on the planet, in my opinion, especially for a boat guy. A, <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Trevor
4: runs a multi. Trevor's worth billions, right? He runs a multi-billion-dollar company, and he still refuses to change his Instagram handle from Lake Powell Trevor because, <laughs> oh, we because saw that, yeah. he he loves Lake Powell. I said, dude, yesterday. I said, Trevor, dude, come on, we gotta we gotta get a more official handle. He goes, dude, Lake Powell makes me happy, and that's <laughs> it's like that's my dad's
3: email
2: like, that he's got his name and then the year he started his email.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah, like He's not gonna like, change it. <laughs> yep. Dude, I mean he loves it and ultimately I love it too. And so that's how we met. We got uh you know, we stayed in touch after that. When I met him, he was running a company called U Pillar. U Pillar was basically kind of like a it was like a Craigslist meets eBay type classified online marketplace. It was a great idea, unfortunately. It was way, way, way ahead of its time. And um it didn't work. In fact, he lost he went bankrupt and lost a ton of money on it and um it was a bummer because i you know at the same time was starting my business we were kind of growing our businesses together side by side mine was a completely different you know it was a truck dealership at the time and uh, next business he started was called Dehybrid. it was basically a natural gas company and again kind of in my same space and i was rooting for him cheering him on and just you know being good buddies but people don't understand that trevor like, he's just like me. He's just like you. He's just like anybody who started a business. The guy came from nothing. He's lost it all. He has had nothing ever given to him. And he works really, really, really hard. And so um, when I saw him start Nikola a few years ago, I, I didn't fully understand it because I, I got to be honest, four or five years ago, I would have never guessed that electric vehicles would be as popular as they are today. I would have never guessed that Tesla would be you know, the most valuable automotive company that was ever <laughs> to exist at $150 billion market cap okay, a few weeks ago.
1: Unbelievable. So, so you're kicking yourself you didn't buy Tesla stock, right? Not at all. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, Amen. Dude, I could,
4: care, I could care less about Tesla. I've never had any interest in the company. I've never paid much attention to Elon Musk. But I have paid attention to my buddy Trevor. And so when he started this company, started pushing it, I just was rooting for him, even though I didn't fully understand it. And to be honest with you, his first concept was was really bizarre. It was, a, it was a semi-truck that had a turbine engine that was powered by liquid natural gas, which in turn created power, which powered these electric motors, which pushed the semi-truck down the road. And I knew back then when I first saw that, I was like, that's a weird concept and it's not gonna work. For some reason, there's just too many moving parts. Too much going on. Way
1: there. to support your buddy. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Way to support. Yeah. What, a, what
4: a dick. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. For I, a friend I mean, like that. <laughs> dude, I watched it, and I, it just it wasn't a great idea for me. But I still was all about, like, watching him grow his business. And I didn't know what the next move was. Next thing, bam, electric UTVs come out. I'm like, okay, this is cool. He's got potential. You know, these are just battery-powered. And um, that idea came out probably three years ago. And it just kind of sat. I don't want to say just it – it didn't get stagnant. It just – they didn't start making UTVs. So I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? like, dude? And I would call him and talk to him. And he's like, you know, we're working on it. We're still working through technology. I didn't understand. And most people that are listening to this, they won't understand until they hear me say this. Automotive companies that are in the electric space are not car companies. They're technology companies. That's like... I think, Nikola no, no, I think we to, would agree with that.
2: that is, that's true. We also uh, we talked to a, another company today uh, to get them on the show in a future episode. Who is also doing stuff in the electric truck space, and his point of view is the exact same. Is I don't look at myself as a car company; I look at myself as a um, technology startup.
4: Yeah, so that's the thing. Nikola is closer to being Nikola is more similar to Apple than they are to Ford or Chevy, and so now they're this kind of a hybrid company where they've spent a lot of years creating a lot of great technology, and Trevor has done it on just a total, you know, shoestring budget, which is amazing because you know what Apple would spend, you know. $500 million dollars creating, Trevor was able to create for 2 or $3 million. And fortunately, uh, more and more people started believing in him, and he was able to you know raise money and create better and better batteries and technology. And here is the beautiful part. Let me explain to you guys why Nikola makes so much sense and why people should believe in it just as much, if not more, than companies like Tesla. It's because Trevor has been very, very smart and strategic about not taking his product, which was a UTV or a semi-truck, and saying, all right, I'm gonna go build these, and go start a factory, and go start trying to produce vehicles, because guess what? There's not a lot of money in manufacturing vehicles. You're talking maybe, like by the time you pay your dealers and warranties and everything, you're talking maybe 10, 15% by the time you- I would be shocked you, you know, if it was
2: that high, Dave. I think it's probably yeah, less than
4: 10%. Exactly, so the margins are not great. So Trevor said, all right, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna wait, and I'm gonna find strategic partners who believe in my business who like my technology and they'll come in and do the the work the stuff that i don't want to do such as manufacturing vehicles so what he's done is he has created relationships with with big manufacturers you know companies like uh, this is public information companies like bosch um companies like cnh which is um case new holland which is actually owned by fca the, yeah, yeah fca which is actually owned by the agnelli family which is the ferrari group so there's this big world that's all kind of intertwined and connected, and when they came in, they said, "We love your technology, we love your business, we love the brand. How about we we throw a bunch of money at your business, and how about we manufacture this vehicle for you?" So now his semi trucks that he intentionally held off for years on building, which everybody's like, "Dude, you're never going to build a vehicle, you're never going to take anything to market," and Trevor just sat there and kind of took it and you know was patient and quiet. Well, guess what? Now Iveco, the largest semi truck you know company in Europe who's owned by Case New Holland, said, yeah, we'll build the trucks for you. So now they're going to manufacture the trucks, and he doesn't have to. They're just going to use his technology, and on top of that, they gave him a big chunk of money. The dude, like, I'm telling you guys, it is the, it is the.
1: I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like the dude that owns the patent to uh, the game Jenga or something, where you just keep, uh, people keep borrowing it, and first you license it to Milton Bradley, and then you license somebody else. I mean, he's going to make a ton of money. Off of all of
2: his inventions. Right. It's going to be sort of a licensing arrangement or a joint venture arrangement where. Yeah, it's a, it's
4: a, J, it's a JV yeah. uh, licensing hybrid. Yep. So he gets all the upside of being able to sell these really amazing vehicles, but he doesn't have to build a factory. Right. It's amazing, guys. I'm telling you. It's definitely
2: smart. I mean, being in the automotive industry, um, seeing all the different ways that smart people are trying to infiltrate, um, it, it's. Listen, uh, there should be a t shirt that says Building Cars is Hard. Because, yeah, right. Because it is <laughs> being a car man. You look at. I mean, I get Tesla's market cap, but the reality is, is that's a money losing business. Still is their cash burn is incredible. I think in the beginning they thought they were going to get bought out by the big three to crush them like the cockroach that they were, and that didn't happen. And then they found themselves being an actually legit car company. Well, they're still trying to turn a profit on it, and. Yep. Um, you know the the beauty of what tesla has done for the industry really is they've pushed forward over the air updates and basically autonomous driving technologies and and things like that so they've kind of pulled the the industry kicking and screaming but the, nobody's taken them outright and and being a car company it, that that's a, that's hard work that is a hard business when you understand the logistics and sli- supply chain design engineering it's a safety, nightmare regulations like let's take a- dude listen listen
4: <laughs> to build to build to freaking get a window regulator to put in a truck, sure. you're $15 million just to get one part certified. Now, talk about the thousands and thousands of parts that go into building a vehicle. Dude, there's a reason why there's only a few companies that
2: do this. Oh, 100%. Let's take, for example, totally out of our, our conversation, but a perfect example, uh, Jeep Jeep Wrangler. If I told you, Dave, today that you're now the CEO of a, of a car company, I said, Hey, I need you to build me a uh, a four-door convertible. You'd go, Okay. But it needs to be able to go seventy miles an hour down the highway, and also needs to be able to rock crawl. And you think, well, that's the, uh, okay. Can't Hard to do we both, do it right. All right, it has to have solid axles. The doors come off. The windshield folds down. And you think, what sort of albatross stupid vehicle are you trying to get me to build? Like, the, and it has to pass every and it has test, to have every safety yeah, and emission. That's, that's right? The kicker. It's and, and, and kicker. you would say, there's no way that vehicle could ever exist, and, and yet that vehicle does. But it, it's because it's part of a industrial complex that allows it to exist with a bunch of smart people that know how to get it through all the hurdles. And to me, that's, that's freaking amazing.
4: And what people don't realize is a lot of these vehicles share the same parts bins. So when you go build a Jeep or a Ram or whatever it is, you go get that window regulator that costs you $15 million to get certified and you're able to use it on seven different models. That's, That's where you make money. When you try, this is why Tesla is having a hard time making money because they're having to figure out all this on their own because none of their part, none of the industry parts that they're trying to use crossover and you know, no, no OEM wants to support them. They all just want to buy them. Dude, this. This industry is crazy insanely intricate and complex and so much more difficult than anybody would ever assume it, that it was, which is why, you know, you talk about, you're talking about, you know, another electric truck manufacturer. I think I know who you're talking about. There's a reason why uh, they haven't been able to build an actual truck yet. It's because they've got great technology. They may have great batteries. But, dude, that's the easy part when it comes to building an electric truck. The hard right. part is actually putting all those pieces together and getting them certified by the National Craft Safety Institute, getting them to dealers, and then warranting all that and stuff. And making
2: it so last 150,000, uh, 200,000 yeah. miles. Dave, yeah, forget about it. Dave, what
1: do you know about the Badger itself? Because i got to say from the – rent, I think I'm looking at a rendering right now at uh, NicolaMotor.com slash Badger. You'll see it if you go to NicolaMotor.com. What do you know about the truck specifically and how um is there a truck? Have you been in it? Uh, did you did you assist uh, in its design? Did Trevor ask you, hey, what do you think because you're 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 a well-known truck guy, you've got opinions.
4: Yeah, so back to Trevor and I story, uh, roughly November he contacted me. He's like, Hey, um, Cybertruck came out. I've never thought about building a truck, but if I did, would you want to be involved? And I said, Absolutely, let's talk about it. And since then, we've been talking about you know, Trevor's a truck guy, just like I am, probably not as deeply entrenched in the truck world as I am, but he leaned heavily on me and said, what, what should a truck have? What should it do? What should it be capable of? What are the things that the truck market's missing, especially now that Elon Musk just came out with this, what I call, you know, atrocity, This is just this this horrible, horrible truck but amazing marketing gimmick right um what what but those windows different. though those windows are
2: really cool <laughs> so you you don't know Dude, like, <laughs> this, you probably don't know this dave but i was one of the first five people outside of tesla to see that thing and uh we walked in there with elon because he wanted to show the motor trend crew what it you know looked like and it was probably two months before the unveil and there's a funny picture i should send you of Tesla's photographer taking a picture of like all the looks on our faces the minute we walked in that room. <laughs>
4: <laughs> dude, I wish they had a look. I wish they had that same picture of everybody who watched that live reveal. Because <laughs> we were, we were all thinking that we we're all like, I, I, dude, I, at first I was like 120% convinced that this was a joke as a marketing. Right. And I'm still about 20% <laughs>
2: thinking that maybe dude, I walked in like, and my first thought was, well, that's not it. <laughs> right, yeah. no, be totally yeah, honest yeah. it was like you know they brought there's me no there I'm the truck guy and i'm like that nobody's going to make that uh, and well, right well, there's there's more to the story that, that we can talk about but i want to get back to uh to the nicola and the badger so yes
4: we're building this truck we're you know trevor leaning on me heavily on what does the truck need what do need to do um and so we 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 built the truck based around what a truck actually needs to do not around necessarily what an electric vehicle needs to do and so That is a big deal. That's a really big deal because when you start talking about my customers, my audience, people who view my show, they are people who literally live or die by their truck. These are guys that if they don't have a truck, they don't get paid on Friday because they weren't able to make it to the job site. And at the same time, if they don't have a truck, they're not able to get married or have kids because they can't take the girl out on Friday night. Like I'm telling you, these trucks are their lives. And so we built it around people living and dying by their trucks. And like I said in my video yesterday, it's our lifestyle, it's our livelihood, it's our passion. That was what I put into the truck from the very beginning. So the the Badger is very, very purpose built to live by those guidelines that somebody can take this truck, they can take it hunting, they can take it to, a framer can take it and build a house. And you know, a guy who works downtown LA can drive it into the office. It has to do everything and it has to do everything pretty damn good. So um it all happened very fast though. You gotta realize like to design and develop and build a truck and release it, like we're talking a multi-year process. Well, Trevor and I had like sixty day window because we had the strike while the market was like on fire, which is it still is on fire. And um, you know, we knew GM was coming out with their with their Hummer that they were gonna announce in the Super Bowl and and there's many other, you know, OEMs that are getting ready to announce similar things in the truck space so we had to move quick we had to get information out there and i'll tell you right now that 3 weeks ago the rendering of the image that you're seeing that you saw yesterday did not look like that it was we played it's with it's pretty good tons looking I, I,
2: it's a great looking truck i love love the front end love the detailing Love that you have uh, rock rails on it. That makes me happy as a truck guy. Well, I love it. It's, um, it's
1: modern, but it's not It's not obnoxiously... Yeah. It's
2: not a spaceship. Right. You know, it looks and, like it's of this earth. And I, I think we need to talk about, too, is what makes this thing different and why this potentially is 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 a game changer is this is a hydrogen fuel cell vehicle. So in my opinion, one of the toughest obstacles or hurdles to overcome in the truck market is range. And this gives you range which is the biggest thing that you know? most battery technology at this point isn't to the place where a traditional hardcore trucker who is towing his um, prized horses to a rodeo or something like that cross state lines, he's not ready for electric. He doesn't want the time to fill it up and recharge it and all that kind of stuff. So, so the hydrogen side of this makes it usable for the average truck guy.
4: So as a truck owner and you're looking at the electric trucks, the two things you're going to be looking at are what is the range and what is the duty cycle? Meaning, okay, great. It, it creates a bunch of power, but how long can it do that? If I'm hooking a trailer to it and I'm pulling up El Cajon Pass, can it do it like all the way to the top or is it going to derate? Every single truck and every single electric vehicle on the market right now will not do what truck owners need it to do, meaning Agreed. they will not hook to a trailer 100%. and pull it up a grade and continue. So that's why this truck is so genius. That's why I feel like it's going to be the one of the most successful vehicles that was ever launched because, A – everybody else is scared of hydrogen b hydrogen works and it works really 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 well in the right application so in this situation with this truck we've got a 160 kilowatt battery right great battery awesome but that's nothing to brag about compared to anybody else who's talking about releasing an electric truck because everybody's got between 100 and 200 kilowatts like so what but what makes this thing different is the fact that the hydrogen fuel cell is an eight-kilogram tank that you can get filled up um, right now. At, like, there's a lot of hydrogen stations in California, and you know, Nikola plans to roll out like 700 nationwide. But it takes four minutes to fill up a hydrogen tank that's eight kilograms. That eight kilograms creates another 120 um, kilowatts of power. So, what people don't realize is you're never running on just hydrogen, and you're never running on just battery if you have a hydrogen backup. It's a hybrid blend. So your battery is doing the heavy lifting, right? Every single day, when you run your battery out in your Tesla, you go home and you plug it in. Same thing with our truck, but the difference is when you ask your truck to do something hard, like tow a trailer or keep you know, a duty cycle up on those electric motors if you're off-roading or if you need more range, well then the hydrogen fuel cell then kicks in and it basically assists the battery in doing the hard work. What gets worn down first? The battery. The battery's going to wear down you're going to go home you're going to plug it in you're going to recharge it and the next day so people are like well wh- how am i going to refill hydrogen every day you're not you're going to top off like the average truck owner the average guy who buys this truck from us might top off his hydrogen tank twice a month because they're never running on strictly hydrogen because you can't and everyone's like oh hydrogen it was around the 80s and and people you know um oh, what's the dude's name uh I can't remember. there's a famous dude who who created the hydrogen um, powered combustion engine. And um, he was crazy. He you know, he wasn't crazy. He was a genius, but everybody knows him as a, as a con man because hydrogen never took off. Well, guess what? Hydrogen is never going to power combustion engines in a very efficient manner. But that's not the way we're using it. We basically, and people don't understand this and so we want listeners to pay really close attention. The hydrogen that comes out of our, of our tank, which is basically just like a propane tank is the best way to like a really high-tech CNG tank that goes out and goes through, um, basically a uh, inverter or a processor or however you want to look at it. It basically goes through, you know, this module, which then separates the molecules, passes it through a membrane, creates static electricity. That static electricity is captured, pushed into the battery and it creates power. It's not being burnt, it's not being. It's not exploding, it's not creating any sort of like... Um, there's no
2: Hindenburg that's going to happen no, here, well, right? No. So Toyota, no! Toyota has the Murai, which is a production you know, sedan, right? And right. they just announced the third generation coming out. Most of your buses in the city are, you know, there's a lot of hydrogen fuel cell uh, buses. They're the ZH2, which is the Chevy Colorado platform that was a hydrogen um, demonstrator for the military. There's a lot of interesting things about hydrogen fuel cell. One is the emissions is pure water. The other side of it is you can power so much electricity. The Army likes it because they could power a whole entire encampment with one vehicle because of the output of the fuel cell. So
4: well, th- there's a the number the of things. the reason why Bill Gates just bought the world's biggest yacht powered by hydrogen. Like, hydrogen is a very, very efficient fuel, and guess what? It happens to be the most plentiful uh, molecule on Earth. Right, like it's, it's you can just pull it out of thin air and you can make it. So, people, I think fuel cell. Honestly, I hate the word fuel. I love the word fuel cell, but when I picture fuel cell,
3: you think I racing? Picture
4: a, I picture a race truck, yeah, right? It's a a fuel safe for
2: whatever that's right. you know got baffles in it, and
4: it, it, yeah. it's it's not. It's so misleading for so many people who don't understand
2: the industry. Yes. When you
4: think hydrogen fuel cell, picture, uh, oh man, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's it's not a fuel cell. It's 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 an electronic. Uh, it's basically an it
1: electric, looks like it's a, a generator. It looks like
2: a yeah, it looks like a refrigerator that has all these cool like uh AN fittings and uh, machine billet connections on it. We're well, making it, it more traffic yeah, yeah, it just attractive looks, to it look, me now. Yeah, it looks it looks like uh, the future. How about that? I'm telling you, it's the it's the greatest
4: idea and everybody else is afraid of it. And Elon Musk calls it the full cell, and I'm so glad he does because that left the market wide open Run for Trevor that. and I to go in. Dude, we're <laughs> there's a reason why semi trucks the electric powered semi trucks are running on on hydrogen and battery because they just can't like a battery people understand this batteries are, are like the number one thing that applies to battery vehicles is the law of diminishing returns meaning the more battery and the more you know the bigger the battery you make
3: the heavier it, it is
4: necessarily yeah the heavier it is yeah. and the more power it takes
2: to To move move it it around. And and also, uh, we just got back, we interviewed uh, the guys over at Cummins that are working on their hydrogen fuel cell, basically big rigs. And we'll talk to them about that technology and how in a big rig, it's scalable because there's so much space um, in terms of output and what the, is it a day use truck? Is it a a, a long haul truck? All those types of things. It's really a fascinating space. And I guess I'm curious... You talked about how Nikola's sort of like, we'll make the technology and have somebody else build it. Do you guys envision selling these as Nikola's or do you think that there'll be JV around it and how would you buy one in the future when they come out?
4: Nikola is a very powerful brand. Um, Five years ago, uh, OEM would have come in, bought this and said, okay, uh, thanks Nikola for the company. Now we're going to call this the Ford, whatever. Sure. That's not going to happen with this. This will always be branded... Nikola because of what Tesla's done. So I applaud Tesla for doing that. They created a market that didn't exist, and they've they've made it obviously the most valuable market in the world. This will be the Nikola Badger. It will be produced by a major OEM. Um, There's multiple offers on the table right now. Like, guys, I'm telling you, it is the most bizarre thing. I've sat in meetings with presidents of car companies. I'm talking the big, big companies saying – can we, can we please have this? Like, please let us build this. Please let us do this. Like it is the most bizarre, thing that nobody would no. have ever
2: expected Trevor that, That's like, not um, bizarre at all. To, uh, Jay and I have sat across the table from many, many car companies saying can just, we,
1: just yesterday. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Hey, can we uh, we want a podcast uh, of our own, actually, just like this one.
1: Actually, no, that's never happened. No, not, you're not right, once. it hasn't happened. <laughs> <been.
2: laughs> not even I mean, in our yeah, dreams. So. <laughs> it felt good for a minute saying they did. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I
1: I have to be very careful with the
4: information that I share because Nicolai is growing so fast. And Trevor will obviously you know give you bits and pieces of this information as well. But Um, what I can tell you is the vehicle is going to be produced. It's going to be priced, uh, around 65 grand for a non fuel cell model, around 85 for a fuel cell model. So that's going to be the hybrid. Um, what that's going to get you is a a Raptor type truck, Raptor type capabilities, fully loaded. Um, we're not going to offer base models right now. We are coming out, you know, swinging with our best foot forward, the best, most loaded model. Um, and then from there, next step. HD models, so 2,500s, 3,500s, one-tons, that kind of stuff.
1: Nice. Um, slow clap, everyone. Slow clap. <laughs> hold on. There yeah, we go.
4: There we go. <laughs> wait. No, your slow your slow clap went from fast to slower. Yeah, <laughs> wait, no, your slow, your slow I did. I realized,
1: I realized that I was clapping too fast for a slow clap.
3: So yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> well, you, you guys got me all messed up on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, I'm telling you, it is the coolest it is the coolest time to be alive in the automotive world, and I'm, I'm very fortunate to be
2: involved. It's in quite a statement, my friend. That is quite a statement.
4: It, it is. Um because when has there ever been this many options to power a vehicle?
2: No, you're right. You're Never. right. I mean, maybe turn of the century when there was steam, gasoline, and electricity, right? But it's so, sort yeah, of Yeah, go steam,
3: go steam. <laughs> I think steam was
4: the loser <laughs> in this deal. Yeah. Well, hey, listen. We're still we're, we're creating a steam powered vehicle because that's the byproduct of uh, no. You're right. True.
1: <laughs> wow, it does go full
4: circle. Yeah, well,
2: yeah full it? circle. Well, now, well, now yeah. if you guys are going to make the Nikola Mini Truck, I think uh, I think blah, oh, blah, blah, blah.
1: on bags, on bags. Yeah. yeah. Now, but
2: the, the bags are hydrogen bags. Oh yeah. yeah. Does it have tear graphics though? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It does. And a walkthrough in the bed. <laughs> oh
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> if it doesn't Dude, have the, six uh,
1: inch subs in the back, I'm not in. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. So that's that's
4: that's what makes us. That's what's exciting about our company is so. I'm actually a partner in Nikola. Uh, I'm not just a spokesperson. I'm actually somebody who's riding this train uh, you know, until the very last stop. Um, and as part of that, Trevor and I are able to make decisions that are way more aggressive than any CEO of any big company can make, such as like earlier tonight, you guys may have seen, I posted a picture of a rendering of the Nikola Badger. We that sure was modified. Yes, we did. Um, any other OEM would not be able to post a modified Rendering like that because you know people look at it and they're legal and all this stuff. I sent it to Trevor and he was literally like, "I'm I'm telling you guys, I (laughs) he was more excited than I've seen him about anything about the damn rendering that I sent him because he loves the thought of being able to modify these trucks." And so that's what that's what we're going to be able to offer, dude. We've said it before:
2: no truck has ever been successful without having aftermarket support. Period. If you have a truck that is not embraced in the aftermarket, your truck will fail. End of story. All
4: I, can, I can't I can tell you much, but all I'm going to tell you is just remember the word honey badger, all right? <laughs>
3: yeah, we, that,
2: okay, honey. all right. We already had this conversation because Jay goes, yes. I don't know if badger is a manly term. I go, you watch. The honey there's there's going to be, their performance model is going to be called honey badger. Honey badger. <laughs> Did we not say that? <laughs> yeah. We said that I, before you, you came on, dude.
3: <laughs> you,
4: you didn't hear that from me, but that's, that's, the, that, that's the type don't of thing you're working with. No here. one listens to with the guy. show. <laughs> Perfect,
1: dude. It would have been. It would be so much fun to be in your shoes or or Trevor's when you get to go. What suspension do we want to use? And literally, like you can choose. Are you gonna go Fox King? Something else? Multimatic? Like the the world is your oyster at this point.
4: Yeah, and then the best part about that is to have an idea and to think about. Yeah, that'd be cool to build that. And then to be able to say, Oh, how about we just go to our multi-billion-dollar design team. And our OEM who wants to build this for us and say this is what you have to do and then boom, it's done. Guys, I'm telling you, this is it is the it is the it's kind of like the twilight zone for, for all of us right now because we're doing things that we only dreamed about being able to do uh, even just a couple of years ago. And now the whole world is literally just watching the next move that we make and saying, We're in, we're in, we're in. If you read the comments and the feedback from the Badger post yesterday, all the comments are people saying either A, I want that truck, B, that's the best looking truck I've ever seen. It's going to totally smoke the cyber truck. C, they're saying, How do I get in on this? Can I buy stock in your company? Because everybody's seeing how, how much money Tesla's making for stockholders right now. It, it, it's There's no hate. There's like maybe call it like well, 1% of the people following we wish, it. Like, oh.
2: We wish you were passionate about the project there, Dave. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> I. Yes, and this is just the tip of guys. Dude, but all right, right here's just the deal. Getting started. W-
2: would you come back on in a few months and we can talk about this and come full circle or, or, or get an update of, of Nikola and what you have going on at Sparks Motors and with Diesel Brothers and all that good stuff? I'm in. Yeah, part two coming up. All right. We'd Fantastic. love that. At um, Heavy D Sparks on Instagram. Also, uh, if you're interested in seeing the hashtag Nicola Badger, at uh, Nicola Motor Company is their Instagram. So,
1: Or go to the website to uh, to learn more about it. Uh, Nicola, that's with a K, Nicola as in Nicola Tesla. Nicolamotor.com. Yeah, Dude.
4: September. Pay attention. September of this year, we will have an actual full-functioning prototype. drivetrain and motor, all that stuff is already done. We're just finishing the body right now. Nice. September, we will have a truck that you can get in and you can go for rides with us. And next year, uh, we are going to be delivering trucks. All
2: right. We'll, we'll be in touch because I need to uh, – your, your friends over at Truck Trend and 4-Wheeler, you need to uh, help you get the word out to uh, the truck enthusiasts out there. And, of course, the Truck Show podcast is here for you, Dave.
4: Love it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it.
1: Awesome. We'll all talk soon. All, all
4: right, thanks, brother. Dave. Thank you. All right. Yeah,
5: bye. Okay, bye.
1: Holman, dare I say that
2: I think we broke some news there with Dave. Uh, that's a great tie-in for uh, our next segment. What's new, with trucks? What's new in trucks?
3: We need to know. Huh. What's
1: new in trucks?
3: We need to know.
1: What's new in
3: trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need
1: to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh! Your head is so red. (laughs) All right, if you're new to the show, I apologize. So what we do at the end of that jingle every time- That actually hurt. I don't know. I can tell. I should have taken a picture of you right now. Oh my God. You are beet red. So what we do is we go, uh, at the end, and I don't know why and I don't know how it started, but that one- is not the norm. Holman <laughs> went a little further than normal. Um, how dare you! What's new in trucks? Can I get my amigo? Back? No, no, I'm punishing you. Go straight into it.
2: Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that that was painful. What happened to us? Guys, i seen the suckage meter. You've pinned the needle on this episode. Yes, we
1: have. Uh, yeah, uh, Dave was not able to rescue us
2: on this episode. <laughs> no, I think I think we used all of our quality uh, parts and pieces on his. He was his throwing segment. us a life preserver, and uh-huh. we were just we just chose not to grab on. Yeah, do you think uh, do you think he thinks less of us? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> all oh. right, what, what you got? All right. Well, I was just going to ask uh, if you had heard. Uh, I I no. For the sake of this bit, no. Okay. Uh, Nikola has just
1: released the- (laughs) Wait a minute. We just spent an hour talking about it.
2: Oh, you don't want me to do that in news? No. Oh. But it's the Badger. Did you not hear (laughs) Dave's interview? (laughs) And it's 906 horsepower. (sighs) (laughs) Hydrogen fuel. So when we talk about performance, they're talking about 906 horsepower, 980 pound-feet of torque from the powertrain, all-wheel independent suspension- Either dual or quad motor setup, one per axle or one per wheel. The bad the company estimates the Badger will be able to tow up to eight thousand pounds and do zero to sixty in two point nine seconds. You know what's crazy is we just spent an hour on the phone with David. It and didn't we cover didn't any talk, of that. No, we That's didn't. That's why it's news. That's why you can't make fun of me. All All right. Right. I'm trying to oh, okay. By right. the way, uh, Badger right. has an estimated range of up to six hundred miles. Wow! And can use its onboard battery to power a fifteen kilowatt outlet for tools, lights, and other equipment. Uh, should power them for up to about twelve hours or so without a generator. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, and you heard, everything else you know. You heard from, uh, about that, that, right? Yeah, <laughs> you
1: heard about it. Yeah, we got that. We got that
2: 411. Well, we've, we've, got, uh, we've got Trevor Milton, who's the CEO, hopefully, uh, coming on the show, who will do a deeper dive uh, with him on the technology behind it. But I, uh, I think that was pretty cool. And we're going to bust him about his uh, Instagram handle. <laughs> we are going to bust him <laughs> about his Instagram handle. Uh, how about a uh, million mile Nissan? Did you hear about that? I did hear about it, but I want you to tell the audience. Okay, so uh, Nissan at the Chicago Auto Show has a customer who bought a brand new 2007 Frontier and since then has put on 1 million verified miles. That's a lot. (laughs) That's an incredible (laughs) amount. Think about that. 400 miles a day for 13 years. What are you talking about, (laughs) Willis? So wow, yeah. What um, does he do? He's what, do a courier. Yeah, he's a courier. His name's Brian Murphy. He's a Chicagoland delivery driver. Well, wait a minute. So he's doing whoa! Stop the presses. Okay. So
1: he's doing tons of little little trips. Well, I that's think- the kind of that's the kind of wear and
2: tear that you'd expect to destroy a normal truck. Well, not this one. So the truck he purchased was a two-wheel drive king cab with a 2.5 liter straight four and a manual. Uh, drove the truck 13 hours a day between three and 400 miles, mostly days of the week, for almost. 13 years, the truck was meticulously maintained, with Brian changing his own oil every 10,000 miles. All other maintenance was performed at the local Nissan dealer in Crystal Lake, Illinois. And uh, Brian had the original clutch replaced at 801,000 miles. (laughs) What? The timing chain was preventatively swapped at 700,000 miles. Wait a second. What are you talking about, mister? (laughs) The radiator... The clutch was done at (laughs) 800,000 miles? What you talking about, Willis? The radiator and alternator both lasted 450,000 miles. What
1: did they make the
2: clutch (laughs) out of? uh, Unobtainium? The other part that was replaced at about 500,000 miles was the worn-out driver's seat.
3: Oh, my God! Wow! Oh, my God!
2: (laughs) Otherwise... He says that there has been nothing nothing major done to the truck. has wait the original engine Hold in wait. it. Just pause for a second. Pause for a second. You want a the dependable, p- reliable truck? You want to know why the Titan has a five-year, 100,000-mile warranty? It's because they churn out things that go a million miles. This is crazy, though. All a right. clutch that goes 200,000 miles shy of a million? Oh, yeah. Hold on. On a clutch? Hold on. Brian's age group, according to the U.S. Department of Transportation... Those males drive an average of 15,859 miles per year. Brian, on the other hand, on average, 77,000 miles <laughs> a year. <laughs> Whoa. And this is, you'll find this interesting. So the Nissan odometer is digital, and it only has enough spaces for 999,999 999 miles. So he took a picture of the trip because the trip kept going. So it shows nine 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 nine, and then did it roll over to one? No, it just stops, stops
3: at nine nine <laughs> that, nine that's nine nine. Yeah.
2: Do you have to buy a new odometer? I don't know how he's going to figure it out from here, but uh, well, Nissan gave him a new truck. or they are going to buy him a new Frontier? So what? I, they're taking it. I don't know if they're going to put it in a museum or take it uh, back for uh, engineering analysis.
1: I'm leaving.
2: <laughs> that's it.
1: No, I'm going to go start driving. If they're going <laughs> to hand out new trucks,
2: yeah, thirteen. I've seen in thirteen uh, years. Okay, check this out though. Look at how beautifully maintained this truck is. Would you say this truck has a million miles on it? There's not a dent on There's, it. N- that's not Brian's truck. That's his is truck. Is that his name, right, Brian? Yeah. That's his actual truck. That's not his truck.
1: There's just... that. No! no. Listen to me. Listen to me carefully. Okay. Not his truck. So not possible.
2: Brian began his... We're going to have Brian on. I've that been, is a gorgeous... What is, so it's kind of a maroon... Yeah, it's like the, the metallic kind of burgundy. Okay. We're going to have him on. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. Uh, so he can talk to us. He's been a delivery truck driver for 45 years in the Chicago area. Retired from corporate America 16 years ago and started his part-time job as an independent delivery driver in 07 when he bought the truck. Has never used GPS to guide him on his route. And his driving record is free of any moving violations. Period. That ain't true! That's not true! So
1: get your facts straight. That's freaking amazing! I just... So I'm just I'm so
2: blown away by every part of this story. Okay, so this you'll like this 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 will make you smile. You know our friend Jason Gonderman over at Truck Train? I'm familiar with that gentleman. Yes, he did a story called "What Is a Million Mile Truck Worth." So he went to Edmonds and Kelly Blue Book and put in the values I and wonder, wrote a story. I wonder if the price actually goes up at some point. It's worth a lot more than you think it is. So let me
1: guess. Hold on a second. Now do we know? Is this, am I
2: guessing Jason Gonderman's? No, no, um, let's do it this way. So, went to Kelly Blue Book, mm-hmm. went to Edmonds, mm-hmm. put in 2007 Nissan Frontier King Cab and XE trim. It's a two wheel drive. The only thing that doesn't work on the truck is the air conditioning, but he put it in there anyway. Okay. A CD player, cruise control, alloy wheels. It does not have power windows or door locks. So, Jason went in and rated them as good on the Kelly Blue Book scale because of the lack of dents and dings, but not excellent. Because the interior is showing some wear, no, no kidding. Yeah, but he replaced and the his AC uh, he, he needs repla- fixing. He
1: replaced the driver's seat. Yeah, but I mean a million
2: miles. A lot, yeah. That's a lot of Dr. Peppers that have spilled and like corn chips. Oh, in the- oh I see <laughs> how it is. <laughs> you made him a Dr. Pepper drinker. Yeah, why not? You don't so, know that that's the color of his truck. It's uh, the color of a can. Okay.
1: Okay, I think that this Nissan Frontier is worth priceless. Fifty seven hundred dollars.
2: Uh, is that private party or trade-in?
1: That's private party. What do you think it is, trade-in? Trade-in f- $4,900, 5300
2: somewhere there. No. KBB gives the truck a trade-in value of $1,440. Oh, my God! But the truck is worth private party between $3,171 and $5,024, and might take as many as 30 days to finish the transaction. So then he popped over to Edmonds. I was way off. Yeah. And uh, Edmund says the value of the truck on trade is twenty five hundred and forty seven dollars, and the low end of private party is thirty eight sixty five, while the SBA retail value the what you would pay from a dealer lot mm-hmm. a solid six thousand and sixty five bucks. Oh, for a million miles! See,
1: I was thinking that there was some magic, some some secret sauce, some special sauce I, to this thing. I like just, you'd,
2: you'd want it becomes more desirable. Well, because, it became more desirable than Nissan, right? So anyway, I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that is a cool story. Uh, Diesel Power Challenge coming up, and if you go over to trucktrend.com, uh, you can now select the Diesel Power Challenge competitors uh, by going to KJ Jones's story, and uh, there's a uh, a survey yeah. where you can vote electronically now. And do we have a date of the event up at It's uh, still going to be in Colorado, I assume, right? Yep. The event goes down between May 31st and June 4th on the west side of Denver, Colorado, mm-hmm. and of course it's a. Uh, Closed event, not open to the public currently, and uh, if you get voted in, that's the best way to get a seat at the table. Um, will
1: this be televised or on YouTube? What's the story with that? Do you have any uh, We'll idea? have a
2: video crew there. It will not be – I think we did live stream before. I don't think we'll be doing live stream this year. Okay. Uh, but it'll be uh, – Can believe, I sit on Motor Trend? I believe there's going to be a cut down where it'll be on the Motor Trend channel on cable as well oh, as our YouTube. Sweet. Yeah. So it'll okay. be uh, – I want to say fall or something like that, and they'll have like a diesel okay. diesel week. That's a cool event, dude. It really Very is. Cool.
1: That's, a, that's a fun well, event. Definitely one of my favorites. Uh, it really challenges those drivers. Like they think they just have to go on a straight
2: line fast and it's no, so there's, much more. There's than a lot that. more, a lot yeah. more skill than that. Did you hear? I don't think so. Uh, how about a YouTuber who put a hundred and two thousand dollar any level lifted Super Duty through its paces? I did hear. And, yes, whistling diesel. There's a f- uh, particular photo uh, screen capture of all four tires completely engulfed in flame. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm not going to give away the ending, okay. but uh, it is amusing. I, I, I basically, I think he is... Um, now, he, this is the same guy that
1: lifted a Duramax up on giant wagon wheels, right? Yes. Wooden wagon wheels, yes. like 15
2: feet in the air? Yes. Okay. And uh, we're, we're, in, we're in talks to have him on the podcast because he is uh, clearly a crazy man, yes. and I think it would be awesome to talk to him.
1: <laughs> He's the same guy that uh, went on his YouTube channel and raided other... Uh, truck YouTubers. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
3: don't it think was, I saw that one. He
1: was he was brutal. He was he was like, hey, we're just friends, guys. I'm just yeah, but it, not really. Some constructive criticism. Frenemies. A couple of them he brutalized. <laughs> yes, I love but, You it. know, he was kind of good to like Greg Albarella yeah, and, yeah. and Dermax Rhino, friends of ours. Yeah, yeah, So it was kind of a cool. He just doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't give an f. <laughs> yeah, zero
2: no. given. <laughs> no, he doesn't zero care. Zero given. No,
1: he's good. And he, dude, dude's got like six hundred seventy-five
2: thousand subscribers. That's a lot. A lot That's more than legit. we have. By the way, what are you up to? Do you even know? Have you uh, broken 100? Oh, no,
1: let me look. Hold on. I'm right, uh, right. taking this sideways.
2: Uh, uh, I actually uploaded another video this week. Oh, you did? Good, I good did. for you. I so did. did I. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah, I actually okay. did. I am looking
1: for my subscriber count. Where do I find it? <gasps>
3: what?
2: No way. No way. What is it? Look. No, I don't want to look. at look. mine. No. Look at mine. I'm opening mine Look right at me.
1: Now. What is it? Look at Lightning uh, Go. God. 100. A hundred! Snap!
2: Oh, one hundred even. But wait, you started at like thirty something. I think I started thirty eight or thirty
1: nine, something like that. I
2: started at eleven. Okay,
1: seventy three.
2: Do you really? Yeah, I got seventy three. So you technically do you have more growth? I have more growth than you do. Not yeah. more, not more people, but more growth. Uh, so what is your <laughs> uh, your biggest uh, your best video in the last week?
1: Okay, so in the last seven days, the number one. Oh, uh, it's an older video, unfortunately. Oh, really? Yeah, really? yeah. It's, okay. uh, it's my bolt lock GM tailgate lock installation video that I did as a yeah. goof. I, I how many people? How many um, views? How many views
2: in the last week? Yeah, 161. I got 155 for my L5P burnout. But oh, that's wow. that's a week. Uh, that's a little bit of over a week old. mm mm-hmm. uh, 30 views of my 2020 Chevy Silverado 6x gas truck off road, oh, nice. which is absolutely brutal. Just you can hear my kidneys squealing in. Yeah. Uh, in in fear as I drive that off-road.
1: Got uh, 10 more from my NHRA finals, my 2016 nice. baptism by Nitro. The uh, Cummins Big Igor Robots, up to 24 views. Oh, good. <laughs> good. And uh, for the one I just put up, which was... Uh, uh, me and my kid taking a road trip down to a, a Rubik's Cube convention in San Diego, <laughs> a whopping 10 views there. Yeah,
2: hey, well, I can see how that would be a very stimulating entertainment. <laughs> Still a battle to see who's going to win the uh, uh, the YouTube award yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the uh, metric is. Is it overall or fastest growth? I think it should be overall. Oh, no, okay. Well, then you're winning right now. Yeah. So uh, all of you uh, Team Holman fans out there, hook me up, man.
1: Yeah, well, what about the, the Team J. Tillis, T-I-L-L-E-S? Oh, they're already all on your page. Are they? <laughs> yeah. I have... Uh, my doubt's that they're all on my page. Nope,
2: nope, totally. They're all there. Are they? All 100 of them. Yeah. All right, uh, yeah. speaking of YouTube, uh, I have to give a shout-out to our friends over at TFL Truck. Now, uh, Andre and the crew oh, over there. So wait a minute.
1: Aren't they technically kind of yeah. sort of competition? Yeah, they're competition, but yeah. uh,
2: they did something so rad that it's, uh, it's impossible for me to ignore. They it.
1: lit a Ford F-350 <laughs> with an any level lift on fire. Nope. Oh, wrong uh, wrong
2: YouTube channel. Nope, but they did take uh, a chassis cab, a motorhome chassis cab and a uh, bread van, mm-hmm. both with the 73 gas V8 mm-hmm. and drag race them. <laughs> oh, wait, so interesting. Now they now the the,
1: the bread van that's yep. going to have a derated engine though.
2: Isn't it? I, I don't know what they have. You should go check out their stuff because it's worth watching. Huh. So F, uh, Ford F53 motorhome chassis and the F59 step van chassis. And it's pretty awesome because if you guys have ever seen at a dealership where the, uh, the motorhome chassis is just basically a steering wheel, mm-hmm. frame rails, and an engine <laughs> and nothing else, they built a roll cage around that. So the driver is just sitting there and there's no body on it. It's just dumb.
1: TFL truck doing stunts now.
2: Yeah, you know, I got it. I got to give him props. When did he post it and how many views? Uh, well, it looks like February 9th. And, uh, geez, I don't know. Let's see here. Uh, 69,000 views. Well, it's not as good as I would have expected. Well, still, yeah, still solid. People don't care about. So, uh, that's only about uh, 60,000 more than my lifetime on my YouTube channel. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, and then uh, did you hear? Did you hear? Nope. Mercedes-Benz is jumping in on the uh, van life movement, and they took a, their Metris van, and they have a pop-up roof on it like an old uh, VW Westphalia. Oh, that's uh, that's a good call. That's got to be super tall. Uh, this is Well, this is their midsize van, not their Sprinter. Okay, got so, it. I was going to say, like, Shaquille uh, O'Neal could stand up that Can you imagine if sucker? you had, like, a Sprinter high roof, and then you had a pop-up well, on it? That's what of I was it. thinking yeah. it was. That would be amazing. No, so here it is all popped up. See, it's it's a good size. It's a mid-sized van. Yeah, you got to have that on the Sprinter. That would be cool. <laughs> and it has awning, and they did some stuff on it. So that was kind of cool. Just yeah. a, little, a little side note to cool things that are out there. And uh, Are we into that type of thing? Yeah, of course we are. Are we? Okay. Yeah, vans are cool. And then the last thing is if you uh, head over to truckstrand.com, one last shout-out for my brands. Now that I talked about the competition. Right. Uh, we got uh, spy photos of the uh, Ford Bronco 2-door caught playing Ooh. in the snow and doing jumps and stuff. Tell me more. I, that's I just told you. Oh, that was it. Yeah, head over to truck train. Check it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, that's what's new in trucks. All right, Holman, hand me a stack of paper. It's time to read some email.
5: Yeah, let's dance. We email. Yeah.
1: I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. Holman is like a uh dealing out a deck of cards over on his side. Like he's, uh, like he's at a uh cheesy casino. <laughs> like an elderly person handing out the uh the cards. It's just behind because, the table. It's
2: just because I know you can't read, so I have to give you all the short ones. Oh, how dare you? I mean, am I wrong? Yes. Am completely I? <laughs> wrong. Okay. Then I'm a I'll... great reader. <laughs> With editing, yes, you are.
1: Yeah. Is this all I'm getting right here? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Episode 105 and 106 is the subject line from Andy White. Spells it A-N-D-I-E. Just so you know, Holman. Hey guys, Holman got it right on how to pronounce Rippin'. Bravo. Rippin'? LOL. I don't even recall. Because we said it both ways. so I don't don't know which one is right. (laughs) To answer your question, I have a 2011 GMC CR 1500, three quarter ton, 5.3 liter V8. And as you heard on Know Your Note, thank you for playing my baby. As I mentioned previously, I think it would be great if you guys had a manufacturer on that has applications for newer vehicles regarding shocks and lifts. This is my first lifted newer build, and I'm trying to learn as much as I can. Thanks again, guys, and keep up the good work, and...
2: Five stars! Five
1: star review! Five stars!
2: Yeah, we know a few people. I think we can make that happen. All right, got one here from... A... <laughs> that, that was it? Just I think we can make it happen? Yeah. Yeah. Got one here from uh, Michael Ergo. I don't know. It spells. It spelled. It's uh, not like ergo. Yeah, it's well. That's how it's spelled. Okay. E H R G O T T. Ergot. I'd rather be Michael Ergo. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't es- you? Eskergo. J Tile S.
1: Not T-S.
2: T-S. T S. All right. Uh, happy twenty twenty from a noob. Hey guys. Recent listener here, and I love the show. been devouring episodes at work. I've been a long-time off-road moto enthusiast, and I've done some Baja, lots of Nevada, and California on plated dirt bikes, but recently became interested in getting to 4x4s due to several offset speed of that emphatically reminded me of my own mortality. Ouch. Yeah. I have a wife and a young kid and have decided that surrounding my stupidity in a steel cage that I can still get groceries in might placate the wife a bit. My first 4x4 was a 2000 Tacoma Extra Cab, and selling that truck was a big mistake if it weren't for the fact that the car seats don't work in side facing fold downs very well. Actually, scratch that. My first truck was a Traxxas T Max Nitro truck, but that also doesn't fit car seats very well. No, no, it doesn't. Says, I'm currently eyeballing Colorado ZR2s, which I love for the Baja look and the general practicality of off road and on. I don't have confidence in my own ability to modify any truck I get, as I don't know enough yet about four wheel drive to trust myself. Thus, an off road ready truck like the ZR2 interests me. The TRD Pro's cab is lamentably too small to fit my wife, myself, and car seats. I would love to see you guys do an episode about how to get in the hobby of 4x4s, do's, don'ts, faux pas, how to build driving skills, good trail locations, etc., how to send it responsibly if there's such a thing. Love the info you put out and endeavor to learn much more about the truck world as I leave the moto world behind for now. Shirt size is a baby doll style excess. Just kidding. It's a men's large. <laughs> and that's <it>. Extra small. <laughs> Cheers from uh, Michael. And uh, hey, man, nothing wrong with getting some of these factory built 4x4s. The ZR2 is a, a phenomenal choice. Uh, and I lived with one for a year as one of our long-termers. You can go over to fourwheeler.com and check out our Chevy Colorado ZR2 long-term coverage. Uh, and I also had a uh, car seat in the back. So uh, I do know it will fit a car seat. Might be a little tight until you flip it around for the front seat passenger, but it's not
1: uh, joking because I always had to put my backpack in the car seat.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'd pick you up, and the uh, the backpack <laughs> yep. would go right in the car seat, right on top of the baby. Uh, No, I
3: wouldn't
2: do that. Come on now. Uh, Jeremy from Canada is the subject line
1: from Jeremy Whaley. Hey, Lightning and Holman, started on episode 101 this morning. Almost caught up. I started at episode one in December. Damn. That's a lot of episodes in a short amount of time. That's a
2: lot of us in a short amount of time. (laughs) Yes, it is. That's way more than I would want. That's more time than our wives have spent with us since December. That is Well, (laughs) that's sad. 100%. Yes.
1: Uh, Anyway, it says, love the Cummins burnouts in episode 101. So I've got three boys, 12, 11, and 6, and they all love doing burnouts, whether it was in my Toyota or my Dodge. All were manual transmission trucks, and I had to throw a center force clutch in my 22 RE-powered Toyota to smoke the 31 x 105 by 15s my 78 Land Cruiser on 38 and 155 x 16s my uh, 350 Chevy, and a 4-speed SM465. My 86 Dodge. Dang, he's just rolling dude, on I love all it. These, I'm loving this. Holy mackerel. He's got an 86 Dodge, half ton on a six-inch lift uh, with 35s. But that uh, thing
2: rides awesome. 360
1: <laughs> with, magn- uh, with Magnum heads. Had no problem at all spinning the big rubber. And my favorite of all, my 07 Ram 3500 long box on 35s. Deleted with a smarty tuner. Oh, dude, you didn't have to tell us that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll just pretend I didn't hear it.
1: Exactly. I'll, I'll go past that. So the Cummins episode so rocked. That was the best. Oh, awesome. You guys rock. Keep up the great show. Going to be sad the day I catch up because I'll have to wait a week for the new episodes. And uh, no, it's good. The wait is good. The the anticipation. Uh, If we did all the
2: time, you guys wouldn't appreciate us. That's true. (laughs) Well, I don't know. This guy did a lot of episodes in a little time. That is crazy. Anyway, thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Uh, Tell your friends. All right. uh, I got one from uh, James Ambrose says, very sad listener. Oh, no. A lot, of, uh, a lot of tears and sad faces on this one. Do you morning. want
1: you to apologize in advance? We are deeply No, no it's not an sorry. apology.
2: No, you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty We're sure. We're sorry. Okay. It says says, uh, Dear Light Guy and Holler. Light Guy and Holler. So that's my new nickname, I guess, is Holler. Right. I okay. Like that. I'll okay. take that. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to your podcast now for about 16 days, and I'm at episode 62. Did he start at episode one? I've listened to you and still have not found an answer to your intro question. How can I continue listening if you never answer what rhymes with truck? I think it's duck, but I have never heard you mention anything about Daffy, so I'm very confused. I guess the only way to scientifically find out is to keep listening and see if you answer it in the next 44 episodes. <laughs> A sad listener. And... uh James continues, he says, okay, and you really got me on that April Fool's episode. <laughs> but seriously, love the show and all the truck knowledge and guests. I recently inherited an 06 GMC Sierra 2500 HD 8.1 liter gasser. Great engine. Love it. Great truck. They sell a Vortex supercharger for that bad boy. <laughs> and I've been trying to figure out what to do with her, and I discovered your show in a random podcast search. Don't really know much about trucks, really, so trying to soak in as much as possible. Would love some more info And working on, hmm, less new trucks. All right, well... I- We can do that. Mm -hmm. Currently all stock except, uh, I guess, a warm air intake filter mod added by my uncle, since you can see the filter when (laughs) you raise the hood. Warm air intake. Uh, Love it. Too much chrome and Alpine JL stereo system that doesn't work. Looking to do a little of everything by raising her up. But the more I tweak on the height, the more I'll need to tweak on the brakes and suspension. So not sure what's best. And rims tires so much out there. And a new muffler system, since she's almost totally silent. I also checked out bankspower.com. But quick question, why can't I hear how those mufflers sound? Or am I missing something on the site? Currently looking 4- to 6-inch lift, 33- to 35-inch tires with a little rub and a muffler system that has a nice rumble but doesn't kill the neighbors. Well, thanks for reading this really long email. The only thing I'll be sad about is when I get on the last episode and I'll have to start waiting a week to, for the new one to come out. Hell hey, wow. we, we've heard that before wow. from someone else. Huh. God, thanks, guys. Oh, and uh, where's the merch on the site? Love the sweet shirt but can't find a place to buy one. Almost forgot I saw on Instagram that you were at six ninety nine, and I hope my five-star review pushed you over. Happy Mounted Parameters. <laughs> And uh, that's James Ambrose. And, now, was he was he happy with he wanted some rub? He uh, said he well, wanted a little was, bit of rub. <laughs> well, I think he's saying that he doesn't mind a little bit of rub. Okay. Uh, and if you want to go to uh, store.motortrend.com and type in Truck Show Podcast, our merch will come out. You can purchase it there. By the way, I am- No way they have to search for it because- right, uh, Because we're uh, not big enough to be- Oh, so it's yeah. all dirty every yeah, you day you can't even top. get into the, like, the drop-down menu. It doesn't even mention kill, us. Yeah. Kill. Oh. So, so you have to enter in the search bar, Truck that Show Podcast. That is weak sauce. Uh, But I talked to the guy that runs the page, and he's like, oh, sorry about that. He's going to try to get us our own uh, unique URL that goes direct into our store. So it would be mm-hmm. like store.truckshowpodcast.com. So if you want to get some merch, head over to store.motortrend.com, enter Truck Show Podcast in the search field, and uh, you'll see uh, all that awesome merch, including a coffee mug. We don't have one. And a shirt. I asked our guy, and he says he'll get us some. Oh, really? Yes. That would be cool. I said, can we get a couple coffee mugs for the studio? He goes, yeah, I can, I can get to that for really? you. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. That's cool. Yeah. New Hummer, subject line from
1: Kyle Cunliffe. Hey, it's your buddy Kyle. Light zinging in, holy man. What up, dude? With the announcement of the New Hummer, I can't wait to see what you two have to say about it. Well, we did talk about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think we're a little bit late on our uh, emails. email. response to him. yeah. So this email comes with a challenge. If Holman can make it through the entire episode where you discuss the new Hummer without mentioning the Hall family or how he raced a Hummer, I will send you both die-cast mini Cooper models that say binks on them. <laughs> Laugh out loud. Keep up the good how work. dare and you, Kyle. I hope you guys read this on the show. Yes, of course, By the way, Kyle. challenge
2: accepted. I think I did pass that, so... <laughs> All right, got one here from uh, Landon Johnson. says, Hey, guys, I've been listened to all 106 episodes over the last month and a half or so oh since I discovered gosh. the podcast. Man, you guys are coming out of the woodwork. We need more of you. <laughs> I live in northeast Utah and am planning a road trip to Southern California in June or July of this year in a beat-up old 01 excursion truck, in caps, with the V10 because they were not just put in U-Hauls. I used to go shooting a four-wheeling at Cuddyback Dry Lake near Randsburg in my teens. I never knew about the Husky Monument and want to visit there. We'll be camping for a few days in San Clemente near the Boobs, which is the San Onofre nuclear power plant. Yep. Which is now a defunct, and they're uh, starting to disassemble it. Oh, man. Everywhere I look, something reminds me of her. What's the line in uh, yes. Naked Gun? Yes. Part of the trip is to show my 7 year old some truck-related businesses and tech schools. Since he's thinking of a career in the truck business, we're thinking about stopping by the Fab School, Camberg Racing, Dynatrack. Got my first speedy taken Gothard for a hundred and twenty-five and a thirty-five. Excuse me, what? <laughs> Which is the street that Camburg is right off of? Uh, and hopefully, banks. Do you have uh, any how other? How
1: do you go hundred and thirty-five and a thirty-five? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, and Gothard is where the cops. And there's a certain uh, business where they sit with the radar. Do you shoot a, the, the, the the car out of a slingshot, <laughs> you a cannon? Yeah, dude, that's impressive. Uh, he says, uh, "Do you have any other suggestions? Is there a chance for a Motor Trend shop or offices tour?" Uh, Thanks a lot, Landon. P.S., I've given five-star reviews.
3: Five-star review! Five-star!
2: But Apple will only allow one. I love the parameters mounting. Mounter,
3: monitor, key, engine,
2: parameters. Because that is what she said. That's what she said. Uh, by the way, I'll pick up my XL shirt when I see you, stalker style. <laughs> uh, so, land- the presumptive clothes. Yeah, right, uh, dude. If you are coming out, yeah, uh, give us a heads up, and I'm sure we can arrange uh, a tour and a T-shirt if you want to come by and show your uh, show your kid the uh, Motor Trend Studios and Motor Trend Building. And I'm sure uh, you don't seem very confident about that. Well, I'm just. I, it's not that I'm not confident. I'm just worried that it they'll get here and be like, "Oh, it's an office building."
1: I think I think the
2: hot rod studio over there is pretty yeah, cool. The studio's cool. Yeah, the studio is cool. I you know, I think the uh the original Curtis car that is uh, in the uh, in the the floor mm-hmm. of the original uh Motor Trend cover is kind of cool. Yeah. museum piece sitting out there.
1: F150 2.7 liter oil pan subject line from Jordan Lighting at Home and I was wondering if you have heard troubling things about the plastic oil pan and the 2.7 liter. I bought my F150 in December of 2016 and just last week had the oil pan replaced for the fifth time i'm averaging 9600 miles per oil pan each oh my time gosh. each time i have it repaired at a ford dealership as it is still under the 60,000. slow mile down for those speed warranty. bumps yeah <laughs> as i'm currently at 48,000 miles i i worry am i gonna get stuck with these repairs in the near future when the truck is no longer under warranty any insight would be greatly appreciated
2: thank you jordan um Ouch. <laughs> I don't. I haven't heard. You know what? If any of you have any information on that, uh, at gmail.com.
1: Or the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. Five-star hotline,
2: 657-205-6105. All right. Got uh, one last one here from our friend Ray. Why turbo lag in the 2020 Ram EcoDiesel, not the Wrangler EcoDiesel? It says, uh, Sean and Jay and guests, thank you for another great podcast with 105. Super interesting and a ton of good info from Ryan. That was our friend Ryan Evans from Wabasto. Sean, can you think of any reason why the 2020 Ram 1500 EcoDiesel is beset with turbo lag while very nearly the same engine the Wrangler is not? And considering the stiff competition from GM and Ford these days and the fact that the Gen 3 EcoDiesel is basically a new engine, how, why is it that Ram even let that out of the factory? If you have a moment, I'd be interested in your take on the current 2020 Ram EcoDiesel turbo lag. Thank you, Ray. Uh, I would just say wait, uh, because the Ram has uh, more mass than the Wrangler. Um, and even though the regular is. <laughs> that's your answer just wait. Yeah, it, it, it's just. Oh, I thought you were saying just to wait for the engine to no. get like you hit no, it down. No, and just no, no, no.
1: Put the pedal to the metal and just no. wait. <laughs> no, I listen. I I think if I don't like turbo lag, yeah, just push your foot down and wait. <laughs> well, th-
2: th- I mean that's how you drive a 6.2, You know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um,
1: I I was just gonna go. Just wait. Just a wait. Second. Just hold on. Yeah, exactly. It'll, you it'll come. Wait, as in. Pounds or kilograms. Yes, I would
2: say that because the Wrangler is a lighter platform, uh, it just feels different. You know, both of them use the same drivetrain and stuff. You think it's the same tune on both? No, it's not because the Ram has a hotter tune. It makes uh, more horsepower and torque because so there should be less better, better thermal efficiency. I don't know. And I think the engines are identical. I don't think there's a bigger turbo on the Ram. I think it's all tuning. Listen, if you drove an old Ram EcoDiesel yep. and loved it, you'll love the new truck. If you drive a new three liter you know Duramax, mm-hmm. you might go, oh there's something here but it's there's nothing wrong with the truck. the eco diesel it's a great engine. it's just not the most competitive that's that's out there right now. Hey uh, speaking of the five star hotline, you know we haven't done any of those in a long time Yes, it uh... uh, yeah it's been
1: forever and a day. <laughs>
2: we should check in with those I think uh, I think we're a couple months
1: behind. I'm um, logging in right here. Oh no oh that's a lot.
2: Oh boy, we should have checked him
3: <laughs> sooner. Right.
2: Well, let's uh, let's do a couple. Let's catch up with a couple of them.
1: Oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the, oh, the, show. Call the six, Five Star Hotline
5: 657-205-6105. It's the Five Star Hotline. Five Star Hotline. Hey, Lightning and and Holman. Hey, uh, one of your listeners here. I'm a truck driver dedicated. Just caught up on the last 16 episodes, driving my big truck.
1: He just caught up on, he did 16 straight. That's crazy. That's too much us. Guys, stop.
5: <laughs> I mean, In Wyoming right now. Hey, I, I hear you guys always talking about trucks and Cummins and all the diesels. What do you guys classify SUVs as since you have to register them as a pickup truck? Because I own a 1998 Ford Expedition. Granted, I, I don't go off-roading with it right now. It sucks. But I'm thinking about modifying it some to have a bigger motor and a manual trans. And just want to know your guys' opinion on that. Also, Lightning, because you don't technically, as of this, last episode 102, you're not technically have your vehicle registered, you technically are still truckless. Thank you guys. <laughs> Keep up with the good work on the podcast. Keeps my mind occupied whilst I'm driving down the road. Later, guys. Wow.
2: So if so, our responsibility is keeping his mind occupied, yeah. that's that's. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah, I don't want so that responsibility. No, no,
1: no. We don't want that at all. Uh, so, for the record, if, th- if this is if not having registration uh-huh. is being truckless, uh-huh. then I'm still freaking truckless. You are still truckless. This it sucks. It's
2: embarrassing. I, by the way, not only do I have registration, but I just paid insurance on the sixty seven, which is which is making me feel was truckless <laughs> yeah. as well. I mean, you're, um, you're paying for a truck. You don't, we're both paying for trucks. We don't have. And by the way, oh. his whole comment about you have to register as a pickup truck depends on true? The, depends on the state you're in. Oh, okay, yeah, They're, it's uh, not that way in California, is it? No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, you can. I'm sure you can probably get a commercial vehicle, but
3: hmm,
1: hmm, hmm. I don't know how. How do we like? I don't. Hmm. How do we answer that?
2: Uh, if it's a uh, open bed, it's a pickup. If it's a uh, SUV on a ladder frame,
1: it's a truck. So do we go to his state, whatever state he's in, and argue with the uh, <laughs> <We gotta figure laughs> DMV?
2: But if he's truck driver, he's probably going interstate, hmm. and we'll, we'll never catch up to him. <laughs> That's true. We'll see at the uh, the I uh, was it I eighty truck stop, the biggest truck stop in the world in Iowa. Uh, no Beaver Becker Bub-
1: Bubba's, the one with the Beaver. What's that? Bucky's. That's, Bucky's. That's from a movie. Bucky's is not real. Bucky's is real. They're real? Are you kidding me? It's the world's largest truck stop. No, it's not. I eighty is. Bucky's is the largest one. Pe- no,
2: I Iowa I eighty truck stop.
1: I know that, but the largest one is now Bucky's. Hmm. Look it up. All right, I'll do it. I mean, I, am I wrong? Hold I on a second. Think so. Hang tight. Hey, all of our truckers out there. No, I'm going to Google this. I'm going to say largest uh-huh. truck stop. All right, I have uh, googled largest truck stop, and it's Iowa eighty. Damn it. That's what I thought. I know. Yeah, you're right. right. And I was told and by I've been somebody there. else that it was Bucky's. And uh, maybe it's just Bucky's is cooler. They're lying to you. I will say this okay. that I get the Iowa 80 catalog in the mail. It's one of the few companies that I'm aware of that still does a paper catalog. Uh-huh. And I've ordered stuff out of it. Name one thing you've ordered out of Iowa 80 lug nut covers for the dually. Have you ever been there? No, no, I, I haven't. I have. Have you really? Have, Iowa yeah. 80? Yeah, very cool. Massive. I was. I thought Whites was big. Whites is a huge truck stop. Uh-huh. I've, I was wanted to go to Bucky's, which I was. Now, now, I, now you want to connected. go to i 80 Now I want to go yeah. to IO80. There you go. Interesting, huh? Okay. Fuck your podcast. What you
5: said, uh...
3: Oh no! Hey guys, Not mad again. Matt
5: from Baldwin Park. And um, I wanted to point out. Every time I walk into my parts department, I scream out, "Welcome to the parts department!" <laughs> <laughs> So, I am a crazy
2: person. Well. Keep it up, guys. Talk to you guys later. Thanks, Matt. So, thank you for the compliment, and and yet it makes us sad. (laughs) And you are a crazy person. We've heard many, many voicemails. And by the way, we haven't even played all of yours. (laughs) But it makes me sad that he walks into an auto parts store and they
1: have no clue who we are. It's all right. I mean, I guess that's to be expected. but,
2: But if he does crazy things, maybe somebody will ask him. Why do you do that crazy thing? No. And they're going to usher him right the hell out of the
5: store.
3: Well, let's, <laughs> not, let's hope not.
5: Lightning. Holman, What's up, guys? My name's Zach. I've been an avid listener since episode one, believe it or not. This is my first time calling in. Currently working as a pilot car driver for a heavy hauling company out of western Pennsylvania. I'm driving down to Houston bring a load back just passed the Nissan plant in Canton, Mississippi, nice. and I was thinking about you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank Listen you. to the show every Monday as soon as it comes out. Keeps me sane on these long drives back and forth all over the country. Keep it up, guys. You do great work. Have a oh,
1: good one. Oh, man.
2: Yeah, thank you for the compliment. I, I, I'm, I'm blown away at the number of people that are like, you guys are keeping us entertained while we're driving. For- I mean, I think they're lying. Right. Or the ones that are like, I just listened to all 109 episodes in the last hour.
1: <laughs> <laughs> At like 60
2: times speed.
1: Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> hey, Lightning and
0: Holman Peter up in Northern California. I just wanted to call and add to your over-under. I've made it all the way through the bonus Nissan factory mini tour a
3: <laughs> <laughs> Bonus-a-sode,
0: whatever you guys want to call it. Um, you said you didn't want to review on it? Probably a good call, but <laughs> I will say that factory certainly mounts all of their safety parameters. Ah. All right, you guys have a good one.
2: Nice. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Mouncer, Peter.
3: monitor, key engine, parameters.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. Sububla,
5: Sean P. Holman is checking in, letting you boys know that I finished up your little add-on there. I work in manufacturing, too. Love to hear about the new Nissan Titan and XD. It was fun. You guys keep on giving that good con- content to us out here in Texas, just running home from a hard day's work. You boys be good.
3: And five star! Five star review! Five star! Uh, how,
2: how rad is that? That's uh, the raddest. That's Although, cool. uh, I don't know if we've ever behaved a day in our lives.
1: Hey,
0: Lightning Holman, this is. JB uh, Okie Redneck out here and just want to let you know I did listen to the entire bonus episode track part of the new content here. Got kind of an neat here and all that.
5: Been uh, listening listener for
0: probably close to a year now, I guess. So uh, enjoying the show. Thanks for everything. Y'all have a good day
2: and Bye. Nice.
1: <laughs> awesome. Appreciate that, dude. Well, wow, I'm
2: surprised all these people get made it through the that uh, the no, bonus. No, no, remember, section. you were you were suspect of that. You, I was. You thought there's no way anybody would listen, and like everybody's like, no, I liked it. Mm.
0: Uh. Lightning Holman is Marshall. I'm here in my Tesla. That's right, my Tesla work vehicle. What? I uh, just wanted to give you guys a call. I just got done listening all the way through episode 107. <laughs> all the way through 107. And I
2: uh, just wanted to give you guys a five stars.
3: All right. Peace out, you guys. Five star review. Five stars.
2: Was that our listener that works for Tesla? Was he the one that has the uh, Ram Cummins normally? i got to assume so. Yeah. I don't yeah, that's, know. That's funny. All right. One more here. Light- oh, you know what? He called from a 949,
1: which is a uh, Southern California area. Oh, yeah, yeah, so so, so I- I'm going to guess that that was, in fact, him, yeah.
0: Lightning and Holman. Uh, I'm usually calling to bust one of y'all's balls about one thing or another. But this one is a little bit different. Oh, So, Lightning, go ahead and cue up the I am deeply sorry. Uh oh Oh, No. All right. But this time, it's a little bit different because you're not apologizing to me. That was an apology from you two to all of the other podcasts that I used to listen to. (laughs) Now that you guys have gone from around an hour to around (laughs) – Two and a half hours, I don't have time to fill my life with pointless other podcasts. <laughs> I can fill my life up with you guys basically 24 7, or at least that's what it feels like. And no, this is not a backhanded compliment. This is for real. So keep up the good work, guys. Let's hit that three hour mark and five stars.
1: <laughs> nice. Oh, thank hey you. God, review. Five
3: stars. <laughs>
2: We are deeply sorry. <laughs> We're sorry. All I have to say about that? We're sorry. Don't threaten us with a good time. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> oh, man, our listeners, 657 205 6105. Man, I have missed hearing you guys. Five star. Five star.
3: Five star.
1: Hotline.
2: That's it? Man, We're that's out it, dude. No three hours
1: this time? No, dude. Dave Rock, I'm pretty happy with this show, I got to say. Thank yeah. you guys for listening, and uh, we appreciate it. More than you know. All of you. The Truck Show. The Truck Show.
3: The Truck Show. Oh, oh.
2: I've got so many warm and fuzzies right now from uh, all the love that I feel from the Truck Show podcast listener. No, those are your tidy
1: whities They're just too tight. Is that what that is? <laughs> yeah, that's what oh, that it's is. that's
2: because I've been eating too much lately <laughs> uh, on all my adventures in uh, culinary uh, escapades. Is that well, what you're calling it? I
1: guess you're hey. just eating fat food. <laughs> if That's you wanna, if
2: you wanna see what I'm eating, or uh, what car or truck I'm driving, or what the heck's going on, uh, go over to uh, at Truck Show Podcast. And uh, I don't know, do you ever post anything on there? Or is that always me? Uh, you're talking
1: about on the Instagram. Yeah, you mean the one that I posted today? I actually, did see that. I was like, oh. Lighting posted. Oh, I sure and did. he almost remembered all the hashtags. I remembered mounted Parameters. Uh-huh. I remembered uh, Yeah, Buddy, uh-huh. Truck Show Podcast. But I forgot five stars. I did forget
2: five yes, stars. Yes, you did.
1: Which is embarrassing.
2: All right. Well, if you don't want to forget about five stars, head on over to at Truck Show Podcast. Or you can email us at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And you guys, leave us a five-star review if you'd be so kind. Apple Podcasts is where
1: you do it. It makes a huge difference to us and uh, us getting new listeners. It, uh that's where you go. And um, I think it, it, it affects people's decision whether to click that uh, download button.
2: You yeah, know? absolutely. And, of course, love hearing from you guys. That's the best. 657-205-6105. That's the five-star hotline. And special thanks to uh, all of our sponsors, especially Nissan, who uh, has been with us uh, almost since the beginning. Uh, Nissan, our presenting sponsor... They make the awesome Nissan Titan, Nissan Titan XD. Go down to your dealer, check out the 2020s. Huge upgrades, especially in technology, the new 9-speed automatic transmission, the new tune, 400 horsepower, the most standard V8 out of any half-ton truck. And the Fender audio system. Zero gravity seats.
1: And five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. The best in the business for a reason. Nissan. You could go a million miles. You could go a million miles on one.
2: I mean, they don't guarantee that. But you could. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm I, I'm going to NissanUSA.com because I want to find out more of these. Uh, I think, I'm not. That's they, weak sauce. They should, I'm <laughs> going down to the dealer, dude. Uh, what would happen if you said, I'd like your uh, million-mile
1: capable model? Uh, they would say, well, there's an entire lot full of them. <laughs> So what do you do if you need a cargo solution for the back of that Titan? Then I go to decked.com. Yes, you do. D-E-C-K-E-D, DECT.com, which uh, is a fantastic storage, uh, two-drawer sliding system. It's just amazing. Go go there, and you'll see what we're talking about. All right.
2: And uh, what happens if you have a check engine light? Where do I go for that since In you have all the answers?
1: Innova. dot com. Innova. So what they do is they make from a $100 dongle all the way up to professional-grade OBD2
2: scan tools. And I especially like their uh, awesome app where you can clear codes and read about what the fixes are on your iOS or Android uh, device. It's not made. I mean, they have professional ones, but they have ones for like you and I to use that we would understand what the codes mean. You mean one that's like, hey, dummy, this is what is wrong. Yes. Screw your gas cap back on. Yeah. That would be a a common one. Yeah. Yeah. Shut your hood. Let me say that again. That would be a common one. Yes. All right, speaking of common ones, uh, this was a very uncommon episode because I thought it was pretty good. I think uh, it turns out Dave is a professional. You know, I think, uh, I think Dave makes us sound better. You do? Oh, absolutely. Totally elevated the show today.
1: No, 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 no. No, nothing can make us better. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>